This is the BWFLRadio.com. Match of the day. And a very good afternoon and welcome to Rayburn Reserve in Pasco Vale for the BWFL.com.au match of the day. We're here in Division 2 where we've got a cracker. Third versus fourth, Pasco Vale versus the Sunbury Lions. Both sides sitting at four wins and two losses. The first time that they are meeting for season 2014 and we're in for a promising match. News just through from Pasco Vale that their best play- player in Rachel Caston is out. She's actually overseas with you leave it for three weeks so maybe this is a chance for somebody to sneak a game plus some other red hot info that we'll tell you during the pre-game show plus where possible we'll get those around the ground results remember to tell those women's clubs out there in the other divisions to tweet us at vwfl radio so we get all those around the ground scores in fact as i speak i've got a quarter time result a one o'clock start in division three four between uh, montmorency and windham vale and windham vale out of the blocks in that one seven four leading montmorency one behind the Quote from the Monty VWFL team, gee, the Vales move the ball quick. How do you like that? Joining us in commentary today, the man on special comments. He's the hooded man. He's got the beanie on. He's freezing cold out here at Rayburn Reserve, but he showed up. That's the most important thing is Daniel Hill. Daniel, great to have you on board. G'day, mate. Fantastic to be here. And uh, I've got the inside information. My uncle played in a few flags out here uh, in, the, in the late 80s. So he said, mate, take your beanie. So I followed those instructions to and an absolute T, I might add. And uh, Mark Murphy... They laid out for Carlton. They trail by, they trail by 13 points early in the, the first to GWS. And, mate, my supercoach season is absolutely cooked. So I'm an angry man early. <laughs> absolutely cooked. Absolutely filthy. No question about that. And uh, I tell you what, if you were a Cat supporter last night, just quickly on the AFL, you would not be pleased at all going down to uh, one of your old favourite sons and Gary Ablett Jr. leading the Gold Coast to victory there. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, Gary gets his first over Geelong. And it, it's funny how that happens in footy. Um, you sort of you, you throw a few punches in the first against your old side, especially for, for Gary Ablett. And we, we see that in the in the women's comp when, when players go to new clubs and, and go against their, their old foes and maybe two, the first two or three games they mightn't get over the line, but in that, that fourth or fifth it's easier to land the blow. And uh, and Gary got the, got, got, the, uh, got the chocolates last night. But it just shows you when you get the, the youth through, if you get them through in a big block, which Geelong have, it, all of a sudden your side goes from experienced to very, very inexperienced in a flash. 25 minutes away from bounce down here in this Division 2 match on vwfl.com.au and if you're at the ground tune in on 89.1 FM so you get it delay free um, the junior game here uh, which was meant to be held early actually ran a little later so the girls have had interrupted uh, practice out there but they're actually going through their drills as we speak very shortly we'll be catching up with the coach of the Pasco Vale Panthers in Noel Cugley and the coach of the Sunbury Lions in Lisa Vanden Herk for them to uh, give their insight running into this match and a little bit about how their respective clubs have been going along, including the Panthers that we're looking at today. An extraordinary story, uh, Daniel. Their men's side have been around for, well, almost 100 years and they've only scratched up the four flags across, uh, mainly in B grade, whereas the women's side, their first season last year, and they were premiers. Uh, exactly right. And uh, and it's it's a great thing with this, this tiered competition is if you can come straight in, win a lower division, a three or four or two or whatever it may be, obviously three and four are combined in the, yeah. the VWFL for this year, you can build the culture straight away. And I think that is a, a big thing for, for for what AFL Vic have tried to do. They've tried to create the success at all levels. And in saying that, I mean, you, you look at the other end of the coin, you look at a Bendigo, they're learning things as well. So yep. across the competition, trying to really drive things. And, and I, I reckon with a side like Pasco Vale, and I, I looked at a few of the results, Seaford have gone okay this season so far. Obviously, North Geelong undefeated. So it's an interesting competition. 
this this Division 2, and I'm sure we'll be back for, for one, two, maybe three games before the end of the year and, of course, to call the finals. But today is a big game for both sides because Sunbury, obviously, are going to be the underdogs today away from home. But every chance, if they can get away to a, a good start and a bit of a breeze out here. So as we saw at Winnebago, what is it? It's 7-4 to one point. must be a blow on a gale out there. Yeah. Maybe Winnebago just a better side. But yeah. this ground, does, the wind can play a bit of havoc. So if, if you can... If you can play just a short, close game and you can win the inside ball, you just never know what might happen out here this afternoon. And, of course, we'll be across Twitter this afternoon. You can tweet us during the call at VWFL Radio. That's all one words, at VWFL Radio, and we can get across your Twitter as we go along. Um, uh, an interesting uh, thought coming into this game is even though Pasco Val are playing at home, they actually had their mid-season ball last night. And I've seen in many oh, levels of hang football... Hang on. I've, I've seen in many levels of football... What? Including under-18s as There's well. There's an inside word. Well... Have the boogies been notified of this? <laughs> yeah, they should have been. But sides usually pull up, particularly if they've had a morning start. Lucky for the girls, it's an afternoon start. Some sides have pulled up a little bit dusty if they've had a big night the night before. That reminds me of the Saints in the 70s. <laughs> out at Moravin. It's a bit dangerous. Jeez, that'll be interesting to see how they go in the first quarter. Although, having played with many a hangover in my time, Pete, it's... Uh, it's sometimes a good thing in the first uh, quarter. Uh, you uh, sort of play like you're on Mars and then <laughs> you sweat it all out and then you come good in the second. So maybe it's a positive. I, I recall a story. This is going back to, I think, uh, 1999. So give me a give me a break here, folks. 15 years ago. I was umpiring the old Footscray League back then. It was an under-18s game, kicking off at 9.30 in the morning. It was Spotswood versus Rockbank. And Spotswood was sitting something like second on the table. Rockbank was sitting second last in the 16-team competition. Long way behind. Going round to check the boots, I've gone round to see the visitors' side first, Rockbank, and uh, you know, chatting to the coach. And just for some reason, their boys really seemed up and about in the rooms. And I've gone to their coach, their Rockbank coach, and I said, um, "What's going you on? Know, yeah, what's going on here? You know, you, you know, this is going to be a pretty tough game. Let's be honest, it'll be a tough game for you boys today. Big gap on the ladder, and you're playing away." And the Rockbank coaches, yeah, but we heard word during the week that on the Friday night, the Spotswood boys were attending the Deb Ball. Yeah, taking the piss. And, and, and they and they said, he goes, they, you know, they might have been on the, they, you know, uh, even though they're under 18, some might have been on the red cordial, and said, uh, we've got a feeling they're going to be dusty in the morning. And uh, he was absolutely right. In an absolute boil over, it was four or five goals in the end, but the second last side knocked off the second top side at home. And as I umpired all day, the Spotswood boys, who are normally very good by hand and foot, were just dropping everything that came towards them. And you were just in absolute shock how a team could be so bad. But then when you put it all together, whoops, they had a big night the night before. Well, well I'll tell you what, I reckon the Swans might have had a big night on Thursday night before they played the Tigers, because it was exactly the same in the first three quarters for the Swans. They just couldn't pick the ball up. Um, it's amazing how clean skills can can be so much of a, a positive for your side, and, and it it can be mental in many ways, and it can be a momentum thing. If you've uh, if you're getting taking the ball cleanly, it's it's when you've got you're in the ascendancy, and all of a sudden in the last quarter, Sydney were taking the ball cleanly when they hadn't been, especially guys like Malcheski, etc. But uh, as we saw last week, Pete out in the, the Premier Division between Uni and Darabin, that was a difference. It was the fumbles around the packs and. And that's a, that's a huge advantage if you can get yourself away to a solid start, get a bit of confidence up. You know the other side might uh, might be seeing two and three of you because they've had a few the night before. And you can certainly get yourself rolling and, and you never know. You might find yourself three, four, five goals up, as you said, and all of a sudden you win the game. And you think, well, it's easy as that. 
Well, uh, this will be the first meeting between these two sides here today. Pasco Bell and Sunbury, they'll meet again in uh, round 14. Both of them actually have in the coming weeks Seaford, who are sitting second on the ladder, who were knocked off by 15 points in a low-scoring contest against North Geelong last week. Uh, Sunbury will play Seaford next week, and then Pasco Vale will host Seaford in about three weeks from now due to the general buy for the uh, AFL Exhibition Women's Match that is at Etihad Stadium uh, next Sunday morning. But what we might do is uh, catch up with the coaches. The first one we caught up with was Noel Cugley. He's the coach of the Pasco Vale side, and we asked them, how does it feel to be a side in Division 2 with a big reputation? They won the Northwest Division 2 flag last year. Can they back it up? Because they're sitting in third in the new Division 2. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty happy with the way we're going this year. Um, I mean, we had no real expectations at the start of the year. We um, just hopefully we were going to get in there and be competitive. Um, and then we just uh, change uh, our views as accordingly as the games go on. But um, So now our aim is to make the four. We're in there at the moment, so we hopefully will stay there. And uh, a big game today, a big test against Sunbury. I, I guess the, the good thing for your side is win, lose or draw, you get to really find where you're at amongst the top four sides. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, you, you want to play the best. And we, we played Seaford and um, <coughs> North, North Geelong, Geelong. Yep. who obviously are the, the benchmark. But um, now we come up against someone that's probably, I reckon, uh, going by the scores on our level. So yep. um, we'll just see how we go today. And hopefully we come out the victors. Uh, now, am I correct in saying this is the second year of the uh, Panthers fielding a women's side? Yes, it is. It's, uh, we were premiers and champions last year, which uh, surprised many, including us. Um, and we, you know, um, luckily, we uh, came out on top and uh, won the premiership. So, hopefully, we can um, keep building from here and eventually try and get into that Premier League. And I must say, going better than the men's side. The men's side's been around for I think almost a hundred years, yeah. and uh, they've only won the four flags. So, for the women to uh, get the first flag in the first year, put you on very good stead. Well, that's right. So we're trying to get bragging rights. So, you know, we've got a good rapport with the senior uh, men and. Um, yeah, all right, they're not going too well at the moment. We hope, Hopefully they go a bit better than what they're going at the moment. But, um, yeah, we hope to get the uh, bragging rights on them in the next few years. Now, I'm just watching, obviously, some junior football out here at the moment. Well, what's the uh, structure like for uh, the girls coming through the ranks at Pasco Vale? Yeah, we've got a youth girls side, um, and we get a lot of the youth girls from our juniors, our mm. junior um, under-12s and so forth. Um, they come through the ranks and um, when they can't play after under 14s they can't play the junior football obviously they come and join us in the youth girls and we've got a very strong youth girls side that's on top undefeated at the moment so um, we get a lot of our senior women from the youth girls now um, mm. I've got a couple playing today and uh, they get good experience from that does that help with your recruiting as well trying to attract some of the best women footballers from around the competition that might not be quite at Premier League level yet but yep. they're seeing a side that a strong youth girls a strong women's side that are up and about and competitive yeah yeah I've picked up uh, probably a, another three or four uh, women this year actually probably about half a dozen and um, just from word of mouth and that they saw our results last year mm -hmm. and um, I think that's helped us a, you know a lot a real lot yeah and of course uh, as you said you're you're up there with the monks of the likes of the North Geelongs and Seaford is there a certain goal within Pasco Vale as the years come along to try and aim for that top level to try and aim for Premier oh absolutely that's our aim I mean that's been our aim from dot one we want to try and get in there get a niche in there and then try and build from there and I think Slowly but surely, I think we'll do it. Um, you know, like we've won the Premiership last year. This year we're in the four, and hopefully we stay there. And um, I think in the next probably three or four years, I reckon we can actually get there into the Premier League. Yep. And for the listeners uh, listening online at vwfl.com.au this afternoon, what's some of the better players we should be looking out for in the Panthers side? 
Well, I've got one, probably my best player actually is not playing today. She's there for the next three weeks. She's gone away overseas. Uh, Rachel Gaston, uh, she won best in the competition last year, so um, we'll miss her, but that just means someone else has to step up. Um, we're looking here at uh, number eight, uh, Amy Whelan. She's a, a good little on-baller. I picked her up. She's only new this year. Um, really hard at it and um, just just knows how to find the ball. Um, Caitlin Stone, a half-back half flank. Uh, she hasn't really played a lot of football across half-back until probably the last half a dozen games, and she's been very strong and very straight through um, footballer for us. Um, who else have we got? Jacinta Wearing May at fullback. Always reliable. Always can count on her to do a job on someone. And um, probably uh, Jess Coletti in the ruck. Redheaded girl. She's a fantastic footballer. She again is a new player and raking left footer. Um, gives her all, and she'd probably be leading our best and fairest at the moment. I'd say. And with obviously uh, giving away too much uh, this afternoon, uh, how do you think you'll beat Sunbury? I just think mainly uh, with our run. We're, we like to get the ball out in the open and run, and I think if uh, we do that, we can probably catch them out. I mean, I, I'm not knowing a lot about Sunbury, obviously, yeah. I haven't seen them play, but I think if we can run and back ourselves in, that's where I think we'll win the game. Yep. Well, Noel, thank you very much for joining us on VWFL.com.au and VWFL Radio. It's going to be a cracking contest, third and fourth, and uh, best of luck for the result today. Thanks, Peter. Thank you. That's Noel Cugley, the coach there of the Pasco Vale Panthers, who is joining us on the uh, pre-game show. Quarter to two, 15 minutes away from a bounce down here at Rayburn Reserve. Peter Holden and Dan Hill bringing you live commentary on VWFL.com.au and via 89.1 FM at the ground. Coolest conditions. I think today we're heading for something like a of 14 at a slight breeze I'd say Daniel blowing across the ground more towards the southern end yeah mate yeah you would think so sorry I'll, I'll remember to press my mute button next time <laughs> um, yeah it sort of blows downhill I guess um, towards the club room so there's no real protection from the open side but but as I said I think that the dead pocket will be in front of us there'll be, there'll be a bit of play in front of us but it does swirl a fraction um, around in this pocket so it may affect goal kicking more than it'll affect general play but um, hopefully it just dies down, which it tends to it in Melbourne. I, I think that's where the two o'clock starts are a good thing because the second and third quarter are guaranteed to be l a bit lower on the breeze and then in the fourth it tends to pick up as, uh, as dusk falls around the, the Melbourne area. And one thing we'll have to remind everyone home is Daniel will have to keep writing down the scores because literally the scoreboard's behind us here at Rayburn Reserve. They put it right next to the canteen so they're using the one on the outer side. It'll always <laughs> be close then, Pete. Try <laughs> making the scores up. <laughs> <laughs> and of course as well that uh, uh, we remind those that are listening at home that it's a 20-minute quarters in the lower division. So for Premier League, they play 25-minute quarters, but in the lower grades, they play straight 20s. So that means the broadcast will be all over and done with by uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon. We remind you that uh, the next couple of games we've got coming up here on VWFL Radio uh, include 9.30am uh, at Etihad Stadium where of course uh, yours truly and Dan Hill will be calling alongside Anna Harrington in special comments and we're looking for one more uh, hopefully a Premier League player to join us in special comments as well for the game at Etihad Stadium it starts at 10 past 10 we'll be on air from 9.30 uh, the big one between uh, the Melbourne Demons and the Western Bulldogs in the AFL Women's Exhibition game uh, as we spoke about uh, yesterday Dan there were 7,000 people that attended the first AFL Exhibition game at the MCG uh, last year and they're hoping they're going to top that again this year well, I think that's why they're a little bit disappointed about the early, early start, mm -hmm. um, which which does make it difficult. But with the with it as a buy round, you would expect X amount of people from around the competition to be yep. to be going along. Um, obviously, it is a little bit more difficult, and that's why they've um, released a lot of free tickets, which is a fantastic initiative. Um, and hopefully, 
in two to three years down the track, not saying it's going to be a tokenistic thing, but they'll get a, a one player from a, or within reason, but yeah. hopefully one or two players from the lower divisions who are good enough and have yeah. played for country and metro and, mm-hmm. and those sorts of things that will actually play in the game and that'll then bring another... 50 or 60 along well, to watch the game. Well, it's like Wilkes, who uh, yesterday played for Golden Point, a side that's uh, it's, it's struggling. They've won a couple of games in Division 3-4, but uh, they're, they're better off at the low end of the draw than the higher end. Um, and, and Wilkes has represented the state before, but she's from the Ballarat region, feels loyal to the town, feels, and it's great to see that some of those better players feel loyal that not to join the Premier League where they could probably be looking for an easier win or an easier game of football, but saying, I'm going to go join these lower clubs that are struggling because they need players like me around to team them to give them confidence to build up over the long term oh absolutely and footy is an, a very very frustrating game when you come from a high level back to a lower level it takes a yeah. lot of uh takes a lot of patience and and a lot of heart so to see those things going on is fantastic and as we were talking about off air just before we came on a lot of clubs relocating and moving around and mm-hmm. doing all sorts of different things so stability required and if you can get senior players back from uh from leagues where perhaps they've you know probably gone to the pinnacle that they can at 26 27 and as they get a little older, they can they can come home and or uh, and and hopefully bring the club through and, and even become you know coaches and, and that sort of thing, which is always a big draw card to come right. back to your to your local club to become a coach or involved at that level. Well, as we mentioned before, Brooke Surgeon was a player that started out at Sunbury. She went and won a flag with Bendigo uh, in Northwest Division One last year. Could have stayed at Bendigo, could have stayed and played in the Premier League, but she decided to come back home to Sunbury, which again is a lower division, but it's players like her around that are helping make the side out there competitive and and has them placed nicely in the top four in division two and it's an interesting thing pete and we see that at local level and and over my way i'm an eastern footy league man and and we've got the yarra valley mountain just to just out to the side and even down in geelong as we remember they've got the three leagues down there it's very very hard to line up the standards Mm -hmm. Uh, and and that's what's happened previously we've obviously had the the northwest division one and two and and effectively a premier sort of more of a central competition obviously north geelong were involved too so it's very, very hard to line up where sides are at. Whereas now, you can say, well, you're in Division 2, you've won that division, everyone knows where everyone's at. So if you are at a Division 3, 4 club, and you, and you think to yourself, well, maybe I'll go and have a crack at Premier for 1 or 2, and then your side comes up to Division 2, you may then go back to that side, whatever it is. There is, a, I think there's a, a much more healthier relationship between players leaving Division 3, 4 clubs to go to a Premier club, get a bit of experience, and then come back. Well, Whereas previously it was very much a poaching yeah, once yeah. you're gone you're gone well, well the one thing that uh, that I know the league's very excited about and I was chatting to Darren Flanagan uh, yesterday we're talking about um, the top two sides in uh, Division 2 which these two teams have respectively played against in North Geelong and Seaford who played last week Seaford have kicked some big scores this year too Seaford Seaford's a side that's got two sides they've got a Division 2 side and they've now got a development side playing in Division 5 North Geelong have got their Division 2 side and we're just short of getting the numbers to create a second side and he says that's what the league wants to see. They want to see these top Division Two teams, and which we're now seeing with North Geelong and Seaford, have two sides, and therefore not only were they a top of Division Two, but therefore hopefully they can make the leap from two instead of Division One, make the leap to Premier Division, and bring their reserves along with them into Division One. Because he says that's the ideal scenario that every club that's playing, which unfortunately Bendigo don't have at the moment, um, that every club that plays Premier League will have a second side, essentially have a reserves. Absolutely, and and that's where it is. A difficult sell and this is where the model may change is Geelong really for the amount of people it's got should have a four to six team local comp oh, yeah, and then exactly. sort of have like a rep yeah. above that I mean that's yeah. that's 10 15 20 years yeah, down yeah, the track, track yeah. but it's it's going to be interesting with those country centers and that's where in in a footy sense 
the closest link that we have, I mean, mm. Geelong Amateurs, I think, have played in yeah. um, the Melbourne Leagues, but the closest link we've got now in terms of country to metro being linked is in the VWFL. We've got yeah. a Bendigo Centre. Oh, we don't have a yeah. Gippsland side yet. Hopefully we can get one. Well, uh, and plenty down the southeast, which is where all the, the growth areas are, and uh, plenty uh, of clubs coming in. And again, that's why the great success of Seaford having those two sides, if they're up and about, if they can make the leap to Premier League, you've got yourself a southeast team there around mm. essentially representing that whole Frankston area. And as they've said, Frankston, the Frankston Peninsula area, have just started up a women's league as, uh, this year, pardon me, in the youth girls area. The youth girls area, they had two weeks notice that they're going to start the league, and they've got ten teams. That's unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah, and that's where, I mean, youth girls is huge. And it, it's only going to get bigger as, as the choice becomes between a sort of a swollen basketball and mm. your netballs. Yeah, I, I love netball, but at the end of the day, it, it's not really that exciting, the old netball. So footy provides a different a different excitement for the youth. And just to try it for two or three years and have a go at it. I mean, it's a very, very interesting game. Both sides are out on the ground. We are literally seven minutes away from bounce down. We'll take this opportunity uh, to throw across to Lisa Vandenherk, who's the coach of the Sunbury Lions. Well done, Pete. We had a chat with her prior to the game, and uh, we uh, talked to her and said, this is a real cracking contest, isn't it? Third versus fourth. Yep. So it's a, an opportunity for us to consolidate our... Uh our position in the top four, so we're really, really eager to obviously have a win today because that'll give us a game clear of um, Pasco Vale. Well, and particularly as well that uh, I think it's Redan's only one or two wins behind as well, even though you had accounted for them, they're not too far away. Um, how have you found the competition so far? I mean, after today's game, everyone gets to play each other once. How have you compared Division 2 football compared to, I guess, last year when we had the old Northwest Division and Southeast Divisions? Yeah, it's really competitive this year, actually. I, I think the level of football's definitely gone up. It's um, a lot more competitive, and I think the teams are obviously a lot fitter and are, are playing a lot more tactical football now rather than just your um, your old swarm football. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot harder, I think, this year, and the competition's a lot better, which is a good challenge for us as well. I was chatting to uh, Anna Harrington from uh, Wyndham Vale yesterday, and she says she's noticed a change as well. I'm not sure what's happened at Sunbury in a few clubs where it was just a case of the girls would just roll up a couple of weeks before the season, and there'd be girls coming in and out of the side, and where now they've started to take a more, I guess, similar to the men's football, taking a more professional approach of let's have pre-season training, let's get things structured. Yeah, definitely. We, we had a, a pretty solid pre-season and tried to get some miles in our girls' legs. And I think also, you know, it's really important that you have some type of game plan and some, you know, so the girls have some type of, um, you know, game plan that they're working towards together. So we've definitely been working on that over the pre-season and throughout the season. And what's the setup been like at the uh, Sunbury Women's? I know that now that AFL Victoria obviously pushing that everyone's got a youth girls program in Auskick to try and have that pathway through. Yeah, definitely. We've got um, we're actually aligned very closely with our youth girls team, so um, they're, we're under the same umbrella now. So um, we pretty much support them, and they support us. And we've had a couple of the youth girls come up and play um, a couple of games with us this year. And the good thing about this year is because the season did start a little bit later, our youth girls will finish up their season um, before the finals, so mm -hmm. they have an opportunity to play some finals with us. With being able to have seven on the bench gives us that flexibility. Yeah, how difficult has it been? I noticed in some games. I think last week against Redan, even though you had the comfortable win, you actually had just 20 players so two on the bench how's that affected the rotations yeah it, it, unfortunately we've um we had some really good numbers but we've had some um long-term injuries that we mm. you know to some of our um better players as well so we've been struggling a little bit for numbers but um we hope you know giving them an extra few weeks to heal so that we can obviously have them at the end of the year which is the most important time i was just looking at some of your stats as well natasha hardy uh, six games played so far giving you 13 goals so it's averaging at two goals a game consistent output from her yeah definitely 
and that and that's to say that she's only playing 20% forward. She's actually a midfielder, and we've mm. been rotating, obviously, through. she does rotate through the forward line a bit, and she definitely, um, no matter where she plays on the ground, she's definitely putting in effort. She's our captain, and she's won the league best and fairest twice, so she's definitely um, probably our, one of our better players, and she really leads from the front. So. And we thank very much to uh, Lisa, but we're about to get underway here in the uh, Division 2 match between Pasco Val and Sunbury live here at Rayburn Reserve. Umpire holds the football aloft and we are underway. Thrown up in the air. It's 23. Coletti there on the ruck for Pasco Val. Sunbury ball early. How without it? No, says the umpire. Half forward flank. Lions attacking. This is through the uh, aid there of, I think it's Frawley. Moves it out towards the half forward flank. Craig tries to keep it alive. Runs out of space. Got the player there in divine on her hammer and the ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds. Well, mate, this is the dead pocket. We're going to see plenty of it this afternoon. Ball tossed back in, 60 around from goal. Knocked to the back of the pack. Coletti in front. Couldn't come down with it. Over to Terrell Clayton. She kicks along the wing. Play on, not 15. Store on the right peg, close to the boundary line. And it will dribble over and out. Right on centre wing, right next to the interchange gates. Interesting, the Pasco Vale player, they're not electing to pick up the ball, the summary player coming at her. That was the player in 25, DK Daniels, just waiting for it to come to her. Ball tossed back in, over the back, Coletti looked to go onto the left foot, couldn't come up with it. Out the back, White for Sunbury, she handballs over towards Hardy, Hardy then kicks up towards centre half forward. Back of the pack trying to take the mark was Gill, bounced over her head, she regathers, went one way then the other. Handball backwards towards Preston, she's decked and holding the footy says the umpire, very very harsh on the call. Didn't have it for too long. Prior opportunity, said the umpire. Free kick to Pasco Vale. Looking for the red head in Coletti. Just went through her hands. Out the back door to Stora. Stora went towards the wing position. Picard Daniels tried to run onto it. Slipped over at the crucial moment. Uh, trying to pick it up there is Surgeon. Surgeon goes long into towards the half forward line. Coming out to try and collect the ball there is Whelan. Unlucky. Half back there for Sunbury. Got it. Got it at probably half forward across to White Oak. White Oak tries to go towards the hot spot. Juggling attempt there by Kalheim. Couldn't hold it. Umpire comes in and says it's all locked up. Going to call for a bounce 30 metres out from the Sunbury goal. Really good start for Sunbury, Pete. They've been playing well so far. They've had the ball in their half of the ground. They're kicking with the breeze in the opening term. Ball comes out the back for Hardy. She can't pick it up. Little handball over the top came from Borg. Interesting. Might have been called a throw. Slapped back the 45 out from Sunbury's goal. Preston had it. Lost it. Couldn't come up with it for Sunbury. Pascoe Vale working tirelessly at centre-half back. Trying to clear. Ball in dispute right on the 50-metre arc. And the umpire will surely call for this and we'll have a bounce. Good tackle laid there by Aparo for Pasco Vale. We've played three minutes yet to score out v here at Rayburn Reserve. VWFL.com.au. Cracking contest. Oh, well received there. I think that might be Griffin having a shot on goal. Griffin goes away to the right. Minus score. But it's first blood for the Lions. Sunbury are one behind. And Pasco Vale yet to score here on VWFL.com.au. We have gone in the vicinity of uh, two and a half to three minutes in this opening term. But already the signs are this is going to be a cracking contest. Absolutely, Pete. It's, uh, it's all Sunbury at the moment. And Pasco Vale kicking into this wind. Probably elect to play on here as the restart comes in from Waring May. She goes wide. Mark taken over there by Coletti, the ruckman. She's got it at half back for Pascoe Vale. She looked to clear. She comes in board. Interesting kick. Searching for Tarao Clayton. She couldn't come up with it. Tackle laid on in the middle of the ground there on Wilson. And we'll have a bounce around about 60 from Sunbury's goal. Ball tossed back up. Knocked out by Coletti again. She couldn't come up with it. Terrell Clayton goes through. Kick forward for Pasco Vale up to the wing. 
Chance again for Summary. They look to reload. Back inside, they're attacking 50. Ball bounces to the back of the pack. Chance for Kalem for Pascovale to come up. She's outnumbered three on four. Now she comes up with it. Pushed over again. Gathers her feet. The big number over there is Morrow for Pascovale. She kicks towards the boundary line. Looking deliberately. Umpire lets it go. It stays in for Summary. And they'll look to try and get it back inside 50. But it'll be a ball up on the outer side. Still 55 out from Summary's goal. They'll look to reload from the from the restart, from the ball up. And Gladdy tried to go up in that contest. Ball got slapped over the back of her head. Maybe the chance for Craig to try and run onto it. Gets Good on hit. the right boot. This is not back. Just goes across the face and may have collected the woodwork on the way through. They're big pads, Pete. Indeed they are. They're about all. Good half metre thick. <laughs> and it is uh, two behind to the Summary Lions. Pascoe Val yet to score in this third versus fourth battle. Division 2, vwfl.com.au. Top team at the moment is North Geelong. They're sitting undefeated at the top of the table. Only one loss for Seaford. They're sitting second. But four and two, both Pascoe Vale and Sunbury with only percentage separating them. Long kick out from full back. Now trying to receive there was a player in Hardy. Got it out of her hands. Quickly tried to size it up there for the big forward there and Dudley just went over her head. Chance oh, for Pascoe Vale to cry and clear. Craig had front posse then against Devine. Devine trying to escort it close to the boundary line. Picks it up. Hurried little hand pass out. Hot potato stuff in the forward pocket here for the uh, Sunbury Lions. Trying to lay the tackle there is Borg. Borg got away from her. Chance here for the Panthers to try and clear off their half back line. Running over the top of there was Bucat Daniels. Going back in again was Thomas Cathy. Knocked over but cleared through. Carl Hines, strong strength. Went long trying to find Davies to run onto it. Three on one. She's got to try to keep it alive and she's doing well. Had to go in there with Gill and the umpire will call for a ball up. But that was a sensational effort there from Davies. Three on one, didn't worry about the numbers, held it up. It was probably six on one if it had been released. Summary with the numbers back, taking it away from the pack there was a paro. She tucked it under the arm, kicked it up towards half forward for Pascoe Vale. Their first chance to attack. Little handball over the top from Griffin. Shot at goal. He's on target and just drifts away at the last moment in the breeze. Just the one behind. So Pascoe Vale get their first score on the board. One behind plays two behinds. We've played six and a half minutes in the first term at Rayburn Reserve. And as they do in women's footy, not a big crowd here. Even though there's probably about 100, 150 people here, she has, to jump, here, over, she has to jump over the fence and get her own footy. And, and the hoardings at the other end block up the back of the goals, but at the end where it's going to race down the hill, the hoardings are few and far between. Berger from full back tries to go long with the kick. It's good, and I think it may have found Surgeon out there on the half-back flank, and she is on what I'd call the uh, west, pardon me, the eastern side of the ground, going long, trying to gain space, trying to pick it up there as Cassily under pressure. Shrugged one off. Good kick. Had to be long on it. Excellent pass. Griffin, Stephanie Griffin, finds herself half-forward flank, long way out from home. Needs some options in the forward line. Who can she go to? Oh. Pardon me, it was uh, Terrell Clark. Gave off the hand pass, sold her teammate up the creek, but the umpire luckily came in and said, held without the ball, oh, free kick going the way of the Panthers. Very lucky, Pete. They tried to, the old handball out the side door there and handballed straight at the ankles, made it difficult, and luckily bailed out by the umpire. And decides to go long in towards the forward line for the contest. Oh, One, two, bites of the cherry. Big grab there by the big girl in the 18, and Amanda Laidlaw used her body to her advantage, decided to go long for the top of the goal square. How's it going to sit? Fantastically for Bridget Costello. Well, here's the, the two goal kickers, one to the other. Laidlaw's kicked uh, plenty of goals this season, and so has Costello in the 71. Combining beautifully there, Pete. And really, Pascoe Vale's first major opportunity 
and, and first chance to move the ball with efficiency. And it's straight through the high diddle diddle. Pascoe Vale take the lead. They're one straight six. Summary two behind. Have we played in the vicinity of about eight minutes into this first term? VWFL.com.au. This is VWFL Radio. A cracking second division game, as we said. Pascoe Vale, one straight six. Summary two behind. 117, Pete. I know we can't see the scoreboard. They oh, 117, there you go. Just 117. A few ago. And, I, and the only place that I've listed the difficult part of the scoreboard is on the left hand side where you can't see it. But it's 7 <laughs> to 2. So I can tell you it's a, it's a five point margin. And really, no reward at all for somebody who've had all the play. They trail by five points as the ball's tossed back up in the middle yet again. Knocked out of the centre. Very close towards the edge of the square. Somebody looked to come forward. They get the clearance once again. Up towards half forward. Coming out to meet it was Craig. She gets on the right peg up and under into the pocket. Ball will pitch and go over the line now to play. It was good work in the in the meantime from Borg who's been in the play early for Sunbury. She gave the little handball over to Craig and we'll have a throw in 40 around from Sunbury's goal in uh, the right forward pocket. And what I'm liking, you can easily see the difference compared to Division 3-4. A, 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 a quicker, classier style of football. Clean by hand both sides so far. Ball knocked to the front of the pack. A chance for Borg. She couldn't come up with it. Pascoe Vale with the numbers in defence. Working hard. Little throw from Borg. Got away with it. Umpire was blindsided. Stora, she threw it out as well. Umpire wave play on. Tarrant was in there for Pascoe Vale. Ball hacked inside 50. A chance for somebody to get there first. And a good goal in the end from Kelsey Gill. She managed to pick it up in the forward in, pocket. In fact, what's happened, Gill has kicked it and just on the line, Dudley marked it with literally 30 centimetres to spare and, and just it dro through. dropped it onto her boot and got it through. Well, there you go. As you look down at the new name, speed, you get absolutely robbed. So thanks for that one. It was uh, a good goal in the end for Sunbury. They worked it hard again in the forward pocket and this time they managed to get a little bit more space and they get their opener and they lead by a point. One, they deserved it. One two eight two one one seven, and we're playing a fast game of football, which is what we'd love to see here at Rayburn Reserve. And if this keeps up, we could be in for a high-scoring contest. As the uh, boundary umpires run the ball back here towards the middle of the ground, you're on vwfl.com.au at the ground on 89.1 FM. And, of course, don't forget, we're on air next Sunday, 9.30 a.m. at Etihad Stadium for the AFL women's match between Melbourne and the Bulldogs. Ball up in the air in the middle of the ground. I'm going to give that to uh, the Sunbury Lions there at East and that tap out. They try to kick the ball along the carpet. Uh, Taru uh, Clayton tries to go in there. Can she pick up the ball? No, she can't. Her opponent, East, is there too quick. Tries to bend over and pick up the football. Pack's going to form. The umpire may have to come in and call for the whistle here. And, uh, no, just allowing the rolling mall to go on as White Oak overlooks it there for Sunbury. Goes in, gets it. Kicks it long towards the half-forward line. Bobby Frawley running out afterwards. Gets it. Tries to give the no-look hand pass. Didn't quite stick on that occasion. White ran past it. She couldn't pick it up. In the Stand back, out there. Cool. Ball in the back end from Dan Hill. No, killed. no, said the umpire. <laughs> trying to bend over and pick up the ball. Coletti again, the redhead. Had it momentarily. Had support there from Morrow. Morrow weaved around. Got it to a teammate in Stone. Kick. And Stone went up the line. You're going to say bad kick, but it just went through the legs there of the Sunbury player. Gill went up to try and pick it. Got around on the left. Kicked towards the half-forward flank. Coletti flew from behind. Couldn't quite get it. White brought it down to ground. Sunbury pressing again. They're on the half-forward flank. Hardy went through her hands. Hardy for Sunbury. Has to go back and get it again. Being harassed by two players. Ball bobbling around at centre half-forward. Craig is there as well. Over the top to Rue Clayton. Got ragdolled by White, if you don't mind. Had to go in and get it again. Borg. 
tries to pick it up, couldn't, outbodied on that occasion, and trying to clear now is the hands of Kayla Heim. Didn't get too far. Sumpry sent it back inside 30. It's pressure football at the moment inside the Lions forward line. Maybe taken Sergio without it. No, sit the umpire. In fact, it was Berger close to the boundary line, and he comes in and says it's gone out. We'll throw it in. But that was pressure football for the last 60 to 90 seconds. It absolutely was. And again, Sumbry just winning all the 50-50s when the ball's on the ground as the ball's tossed back in. Easton Coletti in the ruck. They tap it back towards the line. It'll go over and out. We'll have a second throw in in as many seconds. Could be a good TV show that, I reckon, Pete. East of Coletti. The East ruck duo. <laughs> the ruck duo. They go at it again. Short throw in. It comes out the side to, to Borg, I think it might have been. In fact, it was Martin. She goes outside defensive 50 for Pascoe Vale. Taking off with a footy under the arm was Bacard Daniels. Then she kicks a scrubber along the wing. Only as far as... I think it might have been Thomas Cathay. She came up with it. And then she couldn't get the handball away and was called for the throw. And Bacar Daniels follows her work up and has a free kick for Pascoe Vale on the wing. And she's been quick every time she's had the ball. She gets on the left, goes towards the half-forward flank position. Looking up there for the big hands. Couldn't quite get it. Will and is there. Trying to bobble around. Maybe uh, Tariq Clayton can try and work her way through to the contest. Laser tackle. Knocks over her opponent at the same time. Jumping in as Davies for Pascoe Vale. And the umpire calls for a bounce. Right in front of the coaches' boxes here at uh, Pascoe Vale's Rayburn Reserve. If you just joined us, the Sunbury Lions 128, Pasco Vale 117. Grabbed it quickly and hand passed it to no one in particular. There was Wheeler. Whoops. Whoops, slipped over there, Aparo, at the crucial moment. And they're going to try and swarm all over her. Daru Clayton's going to try and get the ball. She is wrapped up by East. And the umpire calls for another bounce. And we are on the half forward flank. Pasco Vale attacking the northern end. Oh, and East just threw someone down after the whistle. And then there was a <laughs> little jumper punch exchange. Good to see a little bit of passion in the game. Probably fair enough. Ball tossed back up the on the half-forward flank for Sunbury. Comes straight back down. And I think it was Whelan. Gee, she goes in hard, as mentioned previously before the game by Noel Cugley, the coach of Pascoe Vale. And she was absolutely smashed. And we'll have a secondary ball up as it's tossed up again. Half-forward flank for Pascoe Vale. They trail by a point. Sunbury get the clearance, but only as far as Griffin, who takes the mark on the wing for Pascoe Vale. She's about 85 from home. Wind just blowing across her left shoulder. She's forced to kick towards Picard Daniels, who punched with the left hand. Ball fell down for Whelan, for Pascoe Vale. She goes up towards half forward. Ball pitched. Came for Sunbury. They have the numbers. Ripped away, rugby style, by Layla. She runs to 35. Hooked the kick, and it bounced out of play for a throw-in in the in left forward pocket for Pasco Vale. In fact, it may have gone on the full according to the goal umpire. We'll just watch that in a second. I think which, it will which be. Which club's he from? <laughs> yeah, good question. The old uh, club goal umpire. Cod Duke will end up with the resulting free kick. Around the grounds, we've received a score half-time in Division 3-4, where uh, Montmorency 1-1 trail Widenham Vale 15-11 at half-time. Remember to talk your around the ground scores at VWFL Radio. Uh, in fact, the umpires overruled it and said we're going to have a throw-in. So there you are. There's some <laughs> common sense and fair. Back into place and took it out of the contest there for the Sunbury Lions. Goes in towards the middle of the ground. Gill takes the mark. Terrific and she's mark. got space and runners on if she can hit them. Goes high, floating with a right kick towards the half-forward line. Straight through the hands there of Frawley, who dumped her opponent afterwards. Going in there, Bucard Daniels, hand passed in front of herself. KB style to see if she could get it back again. And then again. played for the free. Couldn't. And then the umpire says it's just dribbled over the boundary line and out of bounds. Craig seeing it over just near our broadcast position. I must admit, Pete, the peroxide blonde is fantastic for football. Very, very good for the commentators. 
and, and there's there's a few out there. They used to always say good for the umpires as well when they consider the votes. Absolutely. What happened to the late 90s? Bring back Shane Wayne. Uh, 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 as tips. you always said, those, uh, those that had the uh, hair that stood out just caught the umpire's eyes. And Swanee's just, tats? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Swanee's tats as well. Ball tossed up. Knocked out by East. She's had the dominant roll so far for Sumbri in the ruck. Ball comes out the side of the pack for Aparo. She smashes it forward for Pascoe Vale. Beyond the wing, centre of the ground, couldn't come up with it. Costello left it behind. Out the side door for Castley. She goes up towards half forward. Layla couldn't take the mark. Ball bounces to the back of the pack. A chance here for Pascoe Vale to get their second. They've got the numbers. Running onto it was Devine. Devine. She was dumped. Ball said the crowd in your boots to the umpire. Snap towards goal. Through Clayton. And Clayton misses away to the left. Just clipping the inside of the post. And the one behind. So she's all level. Eight plays eight. And we've gone around about... Where have we gone? 18 minutes in the first quarter at Rayburn Reserve between Pascoe Vale and the Summary Lions. And, of course, we play straight 20s here in Division 2. A surgeon takes the ball in the back pocket. The Bendigo Premiership player decides to go for the long contest looking for Thomas Cathay. Couldn't quite get her. Picard Daniels laid on a beautiful kick. Coletti got it. Shrugged off Good one. Kick. Got a hurry kick there on the left. And with the umpire oh, pay chopping in the arms. hang on. And the umpire comes in and says, yes, indeed. And Bridget Costello, who's got the uh, only goal for Pascoe Vale so far, will be looking for hers. And her team's second. Yeah, come on, Pete. A difficult kick, though. She'll be lining, from what I can see on our angle, probably about uh, 35, 40 metres out from goal. Decides to go for the distance. Hit the top of the square. Came off hands. Sunbury looking to try and get it out. No, close line? No, said the umpire. No close line in there. Wilson, Jamie Lee Wilson, goes towards the back pocket. Thomas Cathay had the hands up. She was under pressure. Pasco Bale somehow giving him a life. Now Bucard Daniels could probably get onto it. She's leading in the foot race here against her Frawley. Now delivers towards the top of the square, oh, crunch, is. came off hands, and oh, Coletti sold the dummy, go on the left, it bounced around to the goal square and across the face for a minor score, and Pascoe Vale, edge ahead, they're 1-3-9, Sumbry 1-2-8 here on VWFL.com.au Sumbry just had to kill it there, Pete and they didn't, and they almost got scored against, and they would not have deserved it, but that's the way the first quarter's gone so far, now Pascoe Vale starting to get on top, and a free kick, another soft free kick to Pascoe Vale and it's going to go the way of Aparo, who will be 35 out. She goes quickly, top of the goal square, pack forms around it, falls to the front, little snap around the corner from Jess Martin, and she couldn't score, and Sumbri will look to clear as they get it towards their defensive 50. And it comes back for Pascoe Vale, Costello with the numbers on the right, hammers it back into the forward pocket, no one at home for Pascoe Vale, and Sumbri will have the ball in the, their left back pocket with only seconds remaining, in the first quarter. And decides to go long towards the half-back flank. Hands up there by Wake with Wheeling going with her in the contest. Brawl got brought to ground. Who's going to be first to try and uh, pick it up as uh, they're all sitting on top of it? Who's going to hack that it out? Tackle <laughs> laid in there by Davies. Wheeling went in there as well for Pascoe Vale. And the umpire calls for a bounce. Probably about 50 metres out from goal. Throws the ball up in the air. East one's the tap for uh, Sumbri. But there's just numbers everywhere. Costello just hurriedly put it on the boot. And a good mark. And a little nudge in the back afterwards if you don't mind for Martin just got that late nudge decided to go on quickly and try and centre it up dangerous position 20 metres out from goal and going to slot it through is Ashley Cassidy and that puts uh, Pascoe Vale 7 points up they move across now to uh, I believe 2 goals 3-15 leading 
the uh, Sunbury Lions 128 here on vwfl.com.au. Absolutely spot on, Pete. It was a good kick. It was it was moved quickly. You said there was a little shove in the back, and the reason the shove came was because the Sunbury defence knew that they were exposed in behind, and and a good goal in the end from from Alicia Cassily. And they've thrown some names at us today, Pete. There's some absolute rippers. We reckon some of the blokes' names are shockers. <laughs> some of these new age names. It's good to see Lofton at the bottom. Deb. That's what we like to see. And and I, 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 I've seen a Christie here with a K-R-Y-S-T-I-E. Right. I know a James with a Y and a Z. They absolutely make it up. Clearance <laughs> out of the middle. Sunbury to half forward. Couldn't take the mark. Gill, she's been fantastic for Sunbury so far. Numbers at the back of the pack for Pascoe Vale. Ooh. Sticking head over. It was Griffin. Cop one. Umpire wave play on. Handball at the back from Craig. Chance now for Sunbury again. Oh, hip and shoulder elected not to go for the tackle. It was on Gill. She then bounced up and handballed out the back, kicked towards Craig at half forward. She's 50 from home. Pascoe Vale under the pump. Little handball over the top from Cale Ham. She has the footy again. Coming out the side door was a paro, and we'll hear the whistle and we'll have a bounce at half forward for Sunbury as Pascoe Vale looked to lock it up late in this term. And there's the ball up in the air again, just being slapped around close towards the boundary line. Bucard Daniels picks it up, gets it on the left boot, dribbles it forward, going to try and go after it. Oh, the opponent just gave the old, don't argue there, Surgeon crushed her way through. Bucard Daniels had to go in again, upended her Sunbury opponent. Over there was Easthead over the balls, the siren sounds for quarter time. It's a physical contest, it's a fast contest, and it's certainly worthy of a third versus fourth battle. Daniel Hill at half time, at quarter time. Where am I going? Where are you going? It's uh, a <laughs> Look, it has been a fantastic battle so far. And, and Picard Daniels, she's, she's playing like a winger in rugby union, Pete. Every time she gets it, she tries to paddle it along in, in front of herself, 20 metres, and go after it and get it. And as you see right in front of us, could have been carnage just at, uh, as we came in towards the, uh, the quarter time break there. But look, Sunbury, they probably didn't get reward for their effort in the end. They, they go into the quarter time break having used the wind in the first quarter, trailing by the seven points. But, geez, they've got some quality movers across the, the half-forward line and through the midfield, and, and also in the ruck, East has been dominating. So they are well and truly in this up to their eyeballs. And, and just before we uh, go to our break here at quarter, Tom, I'm impressed by Bucard Daniels as well. A likely tight winger when she gets the ball, she moves it very quickly along this broadcast side. Yeah, she does, and she, look, she, goes to, she takes the bounce. She's a very, very left-sided player. That's why they're playing her on the, the left wing as you turn around and go towards your own goal, even, even before when... The ball came on the wrong side and she tried to punch it with her, with her left hand, which is almost like a, uh, a baseball outfielder trying to catch it on the opposite <laughs> side of the body. Um, it's a very, very left-sided player and, and she looks to tuck it under the arm and the only thing she does with her right hand is the don't argue and she did that plenty of times <laughs> in, that, in that first quarter. But yeah, plenty of excitement in that, uh, in that opening term for Pascoe Vale. They had to run and carry. That's what they had to do and uh, into the wind, and, and that's that's what they did, and that's why they've got that seven-point lead. Well, we'll take this opportunity to take a break here on vwfl.com.au, but if you've just joined us, it is quarter time in this Division Two contest between third and fourth, and the third side's up. Pasco Vale, 2-3-15, leading Sunbury, 1-2-8. We'll be back in a moment. Introducing an advanced multivitamin, mineral, natural protein. It's 10 essential nutrients everybody needs in one convenient source. Milk. Legendary. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. 
For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. Children are one of the most at-risk groups of being killed or seriously injured by fire. A household safety plan is a great way for parents to involve their children in learning about fire safety. It's not just keeping matches and lighters in a safe place, but learning what to do if fire breaks out. A good home fire safety plan includes everyone knowing how to escape quickly and safely from each area of the house and having a pre-arranged meeting place outside so there's no panic looking for people. Planning and preparation today can give the whole family a better chance of surviving a house fire. For your free house fire safety brochure, call CFA on 1-800-240-667. When you hear the name Guide Dogs, you normally think of this. But did you know Guide Dogs also provides a range of other services to help people with vision loss to stay safe and independent? Best of all, they come to you, and their services are completely free. So if you know someone who's finding it hard to get around because of vision loss, give Guide Dogs a call on 1-800-804-805. That's 1-800-804-805. Social events, corporate events, birthdays, parties, weddings, music for the masses, DJs, live musicians. You set the date, we'll set the mood. Music for the masses, 1-800-4-MUSIC. 1-800-4-MUSIC. Music for the masses. Live across the web, this is the VWFLRadio.com. Match of the day. And welcome back to Rayburn Reserve in Pasco Vale. We're at quarter time in the Division 2 contest. It's Pasco Vale 2 3 15, leading the Sunbury Lions 1 2 8. Goal kickers at quarter time. Castley has one for the Panthers as well as Costello Dudley, the single goal scorer for Sunbury, but uh, it really should have been to Gil. Gil had that brilliant shot Poached. on the boundary line, but Dudley, 30 centimetres out from goal, said, I could have let it go through, but now I'm going to mark it and kick it myself. <laughs> yeah, it was a very, very good opening term. As you say, that was their real open opportunity, Sunbury. Their only one, and Pascoe Vale playing it smart, I think. Pushing a few numbers back and and then uh, and then running forward in numbers. But this quarter will be interesting. I think we'll see a bit of a different contest, Pete, as uh, as Sunbury kick against the wind, and Pascoe Vale get the agency of the wind for the first time in this match. They lead by seven points. It's the second term on VWFL Radio. Here's Pete Holden. And uh, he's tried to get it, but it was stolen straight over her hands. I think it's Bicard Daniels who had it and went towards the half-forward fl- uh, flank. Just bounced over the head there of Cashley. Couldn't get onto it. Lurking nearby is Wilson for Sunbury. She missed out on it. Hand pass just went straight up in the air. Opportunity uh, there for East. The umpire says that's Frida a push-out. And Coletti got collected on the way through. And Coletti for the Panthers. She's a long way out from home, though. She's probably a good, uh, when she kicks boot to ball, 50 metres out. So the hot spot's probably going to be about 25 out. Let's watch if she's going to go straight down the line or go towards the pocket. Wind will carry it over. She goes, oh, almost uh, carried there by Davies, who dropped it, picked it up again. Went with the hand pass back. Sold off some candy in the snap around the corner there by Castley went through for a minus score, but you could see them building towards it. They just edge ahead now to 2-4-16, leading Sunbury 1-2-8 here at Rayburn Reserve. One minute into the second turn. Yeah, it was a bad miss by Alicia Castley, who's already kicked uh, a goal in this game. She was only 15 or 20 out, plenty of space around her, and couldn't kick the snap through the middle of the goal. She just missed away to the right. So the young kids have been sent down behind the... Uh, 
the southern end to bring the ball back into play and we'll get things underway. Poor kick out from Sunbury. Only travelled about 20 or 25 metres. The ball comes back to Pascoe Vale. Kick on goal. We'll go away to the left. It's hit the point post, in fact. It'll be out of bounds on the full. It'll be a free kick to Sunbury. They'll get their chance again after I, I think a poor showing. I think they're just clarifying if it was on the full or not. Yep, clarifying Definitely it was on the, on the full. full, and that means Alana Preston has the ball in the back pocket. So She'll get a chance for the second time. The last one came off a bit of quad. Went nowhere. Preston decides to go long towards the contest. Oh, great mark being held there by Coletti. Coletti poached it in front of East, and Coletti finds herself 45 metres out from goal against the boundary line. Decides to go short and spots up Laylaw, and Laylaw again close towards the boundary line. Just near her injured Sunbury opponent is in the hands of the trainer. Getting up a little slowly there is Christy Berger. Just being escorted to the side, and this means Laidlaw just asking where the uh, player on the mark is. And she'll come in from about 30, 35 metres out in front of uh, the old scoreboard here. Help. Gets on the right, doesn't look bad. The umpire arches back and says it's a minor score. The umpire literally hugging the goalpost at that stage. Not a bad tactic. And 2-5-17 for Pascoe Vale. They're leading Sunbury 1-2-8 here on VWFL.com.au and at the ground at 89.1 FM. That really grinds my gears, Pete. Grinds the, your gears? The way the, um, the goal umpires act. It's just oh. ridiculous, isn't it? We need to see more of that. Just a bit of ad-lib making it up from the goal umpires. A bit of theatre. The kick-out comes from Gill, who's gone to full-back, and it's a bad kick. It lands in the arms of Devine, and she's marked 25 metres out from her own goal, Pasco Vale's goal, and she'll have a chance to get the third on the board. She goes short, very, very short, oh. and in front should have been paid the mark surge, and up high wave play on. Laidler on hands and knees, handballed up, couldn't get it to a, a teammate. Paddling it away defensively was Hardy. She kicks outside her defensive 50, but running onto it was Picard Daniels. Couldn't come up with it. Tapped out in front there of Stone for Pascoe Vale. Cleared now for Sunbury. They're 70 out from their defensive goal. But again, the numbers with Pascoe Vale. Ball came forward looking for Davies. She couldn't come up with it. Costa wheeled and dealed. Gave it to East. Oh. Back to Costa. Threw it. Umpire wave play on. Under pressure was Terrell Clayton. And then she got smashed and got the free kick. And she'll have it 60 out from home for Pascoe Vale. She's called to go. Terrell Clayton decides to go towards the hot spot. Oh, sliding in underneath, if you don't mind. Coletti. It was like John Travolta and Chris Lightning on both knees coming in underneath. Tried to square it up for a teammate there. Was trying to find Martin. Cutting in front was Costa. Get it close towards the boundary line. Martin went and chased it and kept it alive. That's excellent stuff. Hardy is there. The captain for Sunbury. Slapping in front of herself. Tried to get a kick away. Stone managed to put on the smother there. And uh, will it be all wrapped up? The umpire to call a ball up? Yes, we'll come in now. So let's break it up, trying to come away with it. Again, Hardy went in, but the umpire says you're tied up there with Terrell Clayton. Summary there, attacking line at the moment is two forwards, a half forward flanker, and all 15 behind the ball at the moment. And Costa picked up the ball, decided to go long towards the eastern side no wing. Numbers and there. The umpire says too high on that occasion, and the Summary player will end up getting the resulting free kick. And from what I can see from there, it looks like White Oak, and White Oak decides Good to come kick. back in board. Little play and conduit there, found some space all by a South, went for a run, kicked it long towards the forward line, two on two situation I think Pascoe Vale just might have the smarts here to try and keep it in front of themselves and work it out, they do, on the left boot coming out towards the wing, broadcast side, foot race on because everyone was on the other side of the ground and excellent work there by Waring May it hasn't quite gone out yet ball still being fought for over the top there and uh, holding it up was Davies and uh, I think it's a 14 there for Summary. Another player will just need to clarify the number four. 
Jeez, it's fun when they change jumpers during that game as uh, just fighting and scrapping forward there is Thomas Cathy and the umpire calls for the ball back. But it was excellent work, wasn't there, from Waring May who had the ball, kicked it out from fullback and chased it up 50 metres to hold it up on the wing. And that's why Cugley mentioned her in the uh, the pre-match. She said she's probably leading the best and fairest at the moment, I think you might have mentioned, from fullback. And uh, I think I mentioned just before that as well that it was a very, very open forward line. It was two on two and she won the battle. And ball up in the middle of the ground again and uh, getting it there is Hardy. Got the hand pass away to Costa. Costa went long and awards the forward line for the Lions. Came off hands and Kaleham is back there again. Kaleheim got it back after it bounced off another player's gone. Tried to uh, clear it away. Couldn't do so. Craig was there. Had support though. Thomas Cathay to try and pick it up. Uh, on the backside. Tries to hand pass to keep it alive. Couldn't do so. Lions trying to work it out. Dudley stripped of her own teammate of the ball. And run. lucks a fortune here for Pasco Vale. Ended up just bounced past their surgeon who went too early at the ball. Unlucky bounce surgeon went back again. Great stuff. Got the hand pass off to her teammate. Conchu oh, tries to put her head over the ball. Umpire will pay too high here. And that was against the player in store that came crashing through and said, got to play it to the play with the head over the ball. So Conjured moves it out towards the broadcast wing position. Will it sit here for White Oak? It does. Gives off the don't argue. Does well. Gets it going to Costa. Pardon me to the player there. And Hardy is raking up possessions. Oh, that's a throw. Punched that's a on. Punched <laughs> on there by East. Protest there as Bucard Daniels hits the ball on the left. Yeah. Bucard Daniels, excellent sight there. Spots up Castley. Castley goes long and awards the forward line. 20 metres out from goal. Layla went through her hands. Ball just bubbling around there. Oh. Can Martin pick it up? Her kick is away to the right. And it's a minor score. 2-6-18 Pascoe Vale. They lead by 10 points. Sunbury 1-2-8. Early stages second term. VWFL.com.au I think Jess Martin had one of my problems there Pete. When I was playing footy. Very, very long way from hand to foot when you're around about... Six foot five for me. She's probably about six foot in the old. You got to get just someone else to do up your shoelaces. Yeah, she just couldn't quite get it down there fast enough. But great contest by Laidler to force the, the spillage. Gill, she's been sent to full back as they kick into the wind in this quarter. But she can only find Laidler for Pasco Vale, and she's marked 35 out from her attacking goal with the wind blowing an absolute gale now as it picks up in this second term over her right shoulder. So she just needs to kick to the middle of the goal. She goes short. Great pass. And an even better mark from Castley, and she'll kick it her second. You know, one thing that uh, the coach, uh, Lisa Vandenhoek, talked about for the Sunbury Lions, what they were wary of, was the wind here. And she said that the wind was certainly going to be a couple of goals advantage, and they need to make the most of it in the first term. As you said, they wasted their opportunities, and Pascoval has a chance to really make it hurt in this second term. Castley from 25, as good as directly in front. She sliced it. That was like one of my golf shots. She missed it away to the right. And Pascoe Vale, very inaccurate. They moved to 2 7 19. They lead Pasco, uh, sorry, Summary 1 to 8. 11 points the difference here on VWFL.com.au. Back next Sunday morning at 9.30am for the AFL Exhibition Women's Match at Etihad Stadium. And then the following Sunday, Melbourne University and Kilda Sharks in the Premier Division. Kick from Gill out of full back, taken by Costa. Costa sky high in the air and taking her time there is Hardy and judged it correctly. Hardy in front of our broadcast position, gets on the right boot, goes towards the nice centre wing kick. position. Oh, the Just over the head there of Griffin. Craig couldn't get onto it, but Craig does lay the tackle. Throws! 
gives away a paro. <laughs> Threw her away. And the umpire says she didn't have the ball. That will be a free kick. And a paro wants to look to give off quickly. Her teammate was too close. Decided to go back behind the mark towards half forward flank position. One handed attempt there by Hardy. Ball on the ground. Picked up by Stora. Stora goes towards the hot spot. Gill came at it. Tried to soccer it off the ground. Didn't go too far. There was Wilson. Wilson. Okay. Oh, big tackle laid on by Laylor, if you don't mind. Trying to get in there is Davies on this occasion. Shepherded for a teammate. Kicked around the corner. Here's a raffle of Pasco Vale players. Showing no fear is East. She went in for Sunbury. 20 metres out from defensive goal. Got it across to Wilson. Wilson got on the right boot towards centre-half back. Nobody home. Just a plethora of Panthers and taking it as Stora. Are they a plethora of people? We'll have to look that up at half time. A plethora of pack of Panthers. Whichever <laughs> way you like. <laughs> Kick back inside. 50 for Pasco Vale. At the back of the pack was Martin. She couldn't come up with it. And then kicking out the side of the pack was Lofnan. And it's just gone away for the one behind. So again, inaccuracy, crueling Pasco Vale as they've had all the attacking in this second term as they kick for the breeze. They move to 2-8-20. They lead Sumbri 1-2-8. And we have played around about nine minutes in this second term at Rayburn Reserve. Pete Sumbri. They are absolutely under the cosh. And they are finding it very hard to get out of their own defensive half as the kick from full back is going to dribble towards the penalty. Some uh, better touch it before it goes out because otherwise it's beyond the full. Did they well. managed to get there, Hardy, in the nick of time. Got it on the left. Got it up further up the line to White Oak. And the umpire says, uh, gone, holding the ball. And uh, Picard Daniels has it right in front of our broadcast spot. 55 metres out from home. The left footer decides to go long towards the hot spot. One, two bites of the cherry. Martin couldn't hold it. Ball came to ground. Pack of players trying to circle through. Aparo was there looking for the receive. Dropped it. Went back again. Well, she held without it. She was trying to feign for it. The umpire said no with Berger on her hammer. And we'll throw it in. 10 metres around from the right home point post. Panthers attacking. Ball tossed back in. The back of the pack was Cassley. She couldn't come up with it. Handball out of the pack from East. She's got that awkward left-hand handballing style. Could be, could have been a throw. Umpire lets it go. Costa had it for Sunbury. And it's all locked up in the right forward pocket for Pascoe Vale. Plenty of numbers around this. Throw a blanket over about 28 players. Ball to the base of the pack. East tried to bend down and pick it up. Couldn't. Berger. She had it. Lost it. Then got jumped on. Now she's got one high apparently. And then she's lashed out. Well, not happy with the attention and whatsoever. It's, go, it's a free kick to her and she yeah. doesn't know it. Yes, yeah, yeah, she was going to give it back to the umpire and the umpire said, no, nah, you deserve that. And she's lashed out against Davies. Davies walked away. She had the kick. She clears. Bad kick. And it's marked by Stora for Pascoe Vale. 40 out from her attacking goal. Around the grounds, three-quarter time in the Division 3-4 and uh, Montmorency 1-2 trailing Wyndham Vale 21-14. The kick to the face of goal is marked by Gill for Sunbury who's been sent to fullback in this quarter she clears away great kick couldn't take the mark was Hardy she was impeded the umpire didn't see it that way and wave play on Hardy went back in to try and get it couldn't come up with it little handball was beautiful there from Davies for Pascoe Vale very close to the boundary line and it trickles over and out. 40 around from Pasco Vale's goal. And remember to tweet at VWFL Radio. I've seen the photo from the Muggers. All three sides, their uh, Premier Division 1 and Development side, all taking part in a photo, which looks absolutely magnificent. Just follow the official Muggers Twitter. That's what they've got it on. And, of course, don't forget to tweet us at VWFL Radio for your around-the-ground scores. As the Lions try to come out of defence here, a kick that just had too much juice on it and ended up going out of bounds of the full. Not too far away from... Dan Hill to get a possession. It was Costa that kicked it out of bounds on the full on that particular occasion. Coming back into play, Picard Daniels on the left, going long towards the hotspot. Umpire says push out in the contest, and it's Hardy will get it for the Lions, and a summary ball. 
So we'll wait for her to uh, hug close once again and the boundary. 50. And 50 metre penalty. Or 25. We'll, I think it's a 25 here in the women's. We'll just watch the exact distance she's going to bring it up the ground. It was like a 15 at uh, Melbourne Uni. but oh, it was a 12 and a half. Well, let's have a look here. Um, she's probably bringing it. I reckon that's a good 50 metre penalty that no, she's brought her. No, that's a 36.5. I reckon. <laughs> 36.5. Either way, it's that's advantage a big, to the line. big, big margin. A big, big clearance here for some reason. This is the furthest they've had the ball in possession in this quarter by an absolute country mile. They're now 80 out from their defensive goal, effectively. Hardy gets on the right, goes long, tries to drive it up the line. Craig waited for it, shrugged off her opponent, got on the right boot here for the Lions. Long and towards their forward line. It's got to be good. Went out the back door. It's bobbling around in the goal square. Who can be first to try and pick it up? Bump laid on by Bowen oh. there to try and keep it alive. Oh. And the umpire says, gone, G-O-N-E. The Pasco Vale player caught, and that is Amy White who has the resulting free kick and lining up for goal. And this is a big goal. If they can get this one into the breeze. Yeah, oh, it's a huge goal. I think it was um, Kyle Aim down there. She had the footy, dodged one way and then the other, and White was too quick, got her from behind. And White goes in, has a shot at goal. It's going to fall short into the square. Umpire says holding, oh. and it is going the way. He's made some soft ones, this bloke, Pete. Uh, the key forward here for the Sunbury side in Bobby Frawley. And Frawley will be lining up directly in front as she puts this one through. It's back to a goal, the difference. She's got a bit of Cecilia McIntosh about her, Bobby Frawley. Frawley comes in. Bang! Straight over the goal umpire's hat and Frawley puts down her first of the afternoon and the Sunbury Lions move to 2-2-14. They trial by a straight kick. Pasco Bale at 2-8-20 and as we've alluded to, it's all about making the most of the opportunities. An opportunity made into the breeze, many wasted by Pasco Bale with the breeze. Absolutely and the 36.5 metre penalty was a huge bailout for Sunbury because they could not get the ball outside their defensive 50 let alone their defensive half and then all of a sudden they bang it up to the wing Craig comes up with it dances around a few, breaks away, and then gets the ball and deep inside their 50. And it's the first time as well that somebody's actually had some space to play with because Pascoe, they've been doing a very good job of crowding their half-forward line. East of Coletti, the new ABC series, they go up against each other in the middle. Neither could win the tap, fell at their feet, and they locked each other up, and we'll have another bounce. This time from closer quarters, East won it, slapped it forward with the left hand, then she went back in to grab it, and she looks to get onto the left... Goes defensively, that awkward handballing style again. Couldn't get it away. Came to Conduit. She couldn't come up with it. East goes back in to get it. In the meantime, they've lost about 20 metres, and now they turn it over. Davies for Pascovale, a half forward. Good kick in the end. Coming out to market was Bacard Daniels. She goes on the left foot, inside 50. Coming oh. up, Costello had it, lost it. Now Gill goes in. Didn't really want it in the end. Tried to tap it to a teammate, then got one high. And it'll go against Laidler. Gill will have it 35-40 to 40 from her defensive goal at left half-back. Gill with the pill for Sunbury here in the second turn. They're up by a goal, decides to go by the left boot. Uh, Coletti went up there with her hands taken there by Costa, who could be gone. I think she's gone. No, the umpire said uh, throw it up. Quite surprised, made no attempt. The umpire giving the benefit of the doubt. That is called taking the tackle from Costa. She just put it in her lap and just braced for contact. <laughs> Umpire throws the ball up in the air in front of our broadcast position. East tapped it towards Costa, shrugged well off done. one, got on the right boot, went about 20 metres forward, ball bouncing around awkwardly, trying to put her head over the ball flick there pass. was Morrow, and the umpire <laughs> says, that's a throw. That is a flick pass. We'll and that. Conjute gets the resulting free kick for the Lions, gets on the right, Great going kick. up. Oh, well done, spotting Craig, who's been looking dangerous when she gets the ball in her hands. Craig from centre wing, hugging close towards the boundary line, one bounce and a way it will go 
out of bounds. Probably about 60 metres out from the Sunbury goal. Interesting set play. We're nearing half time. If Sunbury can get a goal here, she's all squared up. Yeah, and then and hopefully get two or three with the breeze in the third, and they might just break this one wide open. Ball tossed in over the back of the pack. Chance for White. She runs on to it, slaps it inside the Ford 50, and coming out on the lead to take the mark is Bobby Frawley. About 25 to 30 from home at right half forward. Might test the distance into the breeze. And not she looks confident, though. And uh, she decides to go and for the pass at the crucial moment, taking a diving mark, and the umpire is going to pay it. And uh, is that Hardy, I think, from what I can see from I a distance? It is. It is. It's yes. Hardy, uh, the captain. And said, so this is a big opportunity. Kick a goal to the breeze to say, hey, we've kicked two goals into the breeze. That's got to be a confidence booster for the final quarter when they will come into the breeze. Oh, absolutely. So this is the second term. And to try and square it all up. Big gust of wind too. She comes in. And comes Hardy. It's a difficult kick. And the umpire taps himself. And it's away to the near side for a minor score. So that moves them along to two goals, three, 15 for Sunbury. They trial by five points. Pasco Vale, 2 8 20. And we are deep into the second term here on vwfl.com.au Taps his shoulder or taps himself? Tapped himself. Tapped his uh, shoulder, okay. I'd probably say. Fair enough. Ball kicked out. There's a bit of theatre. There was a bit of theatre in that. <laughs> Ball kicked out from fullback towards Bacard Daniels. Gets out of the back of the pack. The kick's travelled 70 to 80 metres in the end. And then with Bacard Daniels' paddle, it's gone about 100. And then she handballs it back in board. Straight to Terrell Clayton. She goes up to half forward. Coming out to meet it, trying to take it was... Costello, and then advantage to Costello for a free kick. Inside attacking 52 on two. Over the back of the pack was Martin. She couldn't come up with it. Front of the pack's Castley. She sat on. Umpire will have to come in and ball it up. It was an interesting decision down in front of us, Pete. There was a free kick paid out of nowhere, and then a, a sneaky little advantage. And the ball carried all the way down to Pasco Vale's mouth of goal. They're 15 out as the ball's tossed up. And they try to slap it towards the pocket. It's just going to stay in. Oh, try to keep it in front of herself. The umpire said no. She won't pay the free kick on this occasion. Just bobbling around for Stora. Couldn't get it. Try to pull it back in. Searching again. Try to slam it on the boot there. And the umpire says uh, Yaki took a step out of bounds. So you will throw it back in. I think she did well there, Surgeon. She was outnumbered one on five. She did very, very well to kill that. East decides to go with the... Uh, Double open palm slap to the ground with a ball. The umpire says there's a holding infringement in that contest. She's played well in this quarter, Costa. She's been in everything. Costa with the ball finds herself in the back pocket in front of the social rooms here at Rayburn Reserve. Gets on the right. Awkward looking kick going forward. Picard Daniels judged that very well. Murrow was trying to break to her. She's ignored. She goes long instead. Over the head of Costello on that occasion. Got her own and footy, Costa. Costa <laughs> stripped out of her hands though. Costello calls for it, receives. It was smothered as she kicked. And there is Davies as well. It's close towards the boundary line. Ooh. Costello all wrapped up. Got the hand pass out to Whelan. Whelan tried to square it up, but sliding in to take it is Amy White, who takes it 20 metres out from defensive goal. And she just says, chill down, girls. We're going to just wait for the halftime break. I'm not going to kick this. I know how long there is to go. And there it is right on the halftime siren. We have got an absolute ripper here at Rayburn Reserve. This game has lived up to its hype. And it is Pasco Val leading by five points, 2-8-20 to Sunbury, 2-3-15. Well, inaccuracy is the story of the game so far for Pasco Vale. They, they had all the running for a good two-thirds at the start of that quarter. And, and all of a sudden... Summary, get a little 50-metre penalty, help themselves out of the back end, get a goal, get themselves right back into the game. It's been a real cat-and-mouse affair. It's been a game of chess because it's only low scoring, 
but at the same time it's been an absolutely terrific battle. The, the ruck contest has probably been a draw in the end, that the midfield contest has been a bit of a draw. Probably uh, the Sunbury forward line on top when the ball's gone down there. They've, they've probably only had seven or eight entries for the entire game and they have five scoring shots. So really on top, the Sunbury forwards. But in saying that, it's the 50-50s. It's the, it's the boundary throw-ins where Pascal Vara managed to get themselves on top in that term and that's why they got the 2-8. The but not enough on the board in the goals column for them. They will not be happy with it. And, and you know what? The great thing is, what they were saying, is when the play finally does break open, both sides' ability to move the ball at pace as well has been exciting. So it'll be interesting to see, particularly by the final quarter, once the game starts to break open a bit, if any side can try and get two or three in a row, because that's the only, I guess, been the only issue for both sides. They be, haven't been able to put on one or two quick ones to really throw the pressure on the opponent. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I mean, last week, Pete, we saw two of the better sides in the competition in the Premier Division in the 25-minute quarters really, really struggling in the last five yeah. minutes of that red time. Um, in this game so far, because it has been a relatively slow affair at times, but then bang, quick bursts and, and open play, Hopefully the players won't be too tired, but I think that'll favour Pascoe Vale because they seem to have they seem to have those outside runners and, and as you saw Picard Daniels in that quarter and Aparo and, and those types who are managing managing to get the ball over the back when they're kicking with the wind, but when they're into the wind they can run and carry and, and that's where I think this third quarter we call it the premiership quarter and for very, very good reason because I think it will define who wins this game. And also, we should point out that uh, when we saw the game last week at Tinelli for the uh, Muggers versus the Falcons, we saw that uh, how damaging it can be for either side when goals are put on quickly. Uh, when uh, I think it was um, uh, Ali Blackburn put on two quick ones for Melbourne Uni, all of a sudden the game turned around. And all of a sudden, when we thought they were going to be pumped, they were back in the contest. And this is the amazing thing here. Because it's been so close, the, the furthest it got out to was 12 points the difference when it was 20 to 8 at one stage. If either side can put on two quick goals, you've got a feeling that could be the killer and the nail on the coffin of the other side. But as we've seen, both sides have only kicked two goals apiece. They both haven't made the most of their opportunities inside 50. And I'm tired of people, Pete, that say that low-scoring footy is boring. <laughs> Get stuffed. It's the best footy when it's not too high-scoring. As a Saint supporter, I can say that for the last five to six years because that's all we've done is defend. <laughs> but, um, you can say that for the 100 years' existence uh, of your club. Yeah, it's a bit harsh. We won one in 66 <laughs> late and we attacked that year, but I think, the grand, I think the grand final score was 65 to 66 or something. It was a low-scoring contest and it was a point that got over the line. Exactly. Thank God. And it was a wide point as well. Um, but look, Pete, it's it's been a, an enthralling contest so far. And, and as I said, anyone that thinks high-scoring footy is the only way to go, get out of town because this has been an absolutely terrific battle. And, and as you said, a big lift up from Division 3 and 4. And these sides, you know, top top five, six, seven mm -hmm. players would, would certainly hold their own in the Premier Division. There's no doubt about that. Let's just quickly have a look at the goal kickers at half-time. So for Pasco Vale, Costello has one and Castley has one. They were all in the first term. So they didn't manage to not kick a goal with the win, Pasco Vale, so they'll be very, very disappointed with that. And for summary, it singles to Bobby Frawley, Bobby with an I. That's a fantastic name. And Dudley, who kicked her goal in the first term. So two goals apiece.
at the half-time break. It's all in front of us, Mr Holden. Indeed it is. Wherever you are, you're on vwfl.com.au and at the ground on 89.1 FM, where we guarantee you every Sunday afternoon, excluding next week, of course, for the exhibition game. Sunday morning. Yep, indeed. It'll be Sunday morning. Otherwise, every Sunday afternoon from 1.30pm, we will have a game of VWFL for you. And in two weeks' time, when the competition restarts after the bye, it'll be Melbourne Union St Kilda Sharks and the Premier League will be going out to that game. And the occasional Saturday game. I know we had a uh, an invitation from Montmorency Football Club to come down in a few weeks' time to do their game against Hallam at the lower end of Division 3 and 4. So that will be a, uh, an interesting opportunity. But uh, plenty of other games coming up throughout the season and you can keep an eye on that by going to at VWFL Radio on Twitter. That's at VWFL Radio and uh, you'll be able to keep up to date with all the games. Or Dan, of course, if I know you've got an iPhone, but for those that have an Android phone, uh, if they go to the Google Play Store, search for VWFL, they can download the app and therefore they can uh, listen to the game where, whenever and they have the Twitter and they can contact us via email on the same app. Absolutely, Pete. It's a fantastic little uh, invention that you've, you've managed to get across the Google Play when you can extend it out to... The old Apple side, that'd be bloody fantastic, but we, we won't harp on that. It, I think uh, ABC iViewer took them seven years to get it across to uh, to iPhone, so I, I won't hold my breath. But uh, I must say, for, for those of you who are using the uh, the website or whichever way you're listening to us, um, I know people have had trouble when you click through Twitter, if you actually go through the Twitter um, hashtag and the Twitter post, when your phone then locks, the call will go off. So the best way to do it is to go into your browser, type in the code, and then when you press it in your browser, when your phone locks, it'll keep playing as it normally would if you're on TuneIn Radio or any other. So there's just a little tip if you're having any trouble. Exactly. Just open your browser, go to vwfl.com.au, and usually on Sundays, our logo is the first thing that you'll see, and you just click on that, and that will take you through to the call. So if you just join us again, it's half time here in Division 2 at Rayburn Reserve. Pascoe Ballon, 2820, Leeds Sunbury, 2315. We'll be back right after this. Social events, corporate events, birthdays, parties, weddings, music for the masses, DJs, live musicians. You set the date, we'll set the mood. Music for the masses, 1-800-4-MUSIC. 1-800-4-MUSIC. Music for the masses. This is one of my favourite pieces of music. It makes me proud of all the great things we've achieved in Australia. There's one thing, though, I desperately want to achieve. Zero child drownings in Australia. I need your help. Fence the pool, shut the gate. Teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate, and learn how to resuscitate. Laurie Lawrence, Kids Alive, do the five. Hi, this is Cooper Cronk from the Melbourne Storm for RAD. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. In footy, whether we're attacking or defending, it's important for me to stay focused. Get behind the wheel of a car after you've been drinking, even if you're a little bit over, and it's easy to lose focus, lose your licence and maybe even your life. So before you go out for a drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. The life you save might be your own. Man, I'm so wasted. I can't see where we're going. I think I drank too much because I can't see anything. (laughs) You're a lightweight. Hey, how good was that band, though? Oh, they were rocking. They were so good. I live for the music. (laughs) (laughs) Bago doesn't love me. 
that'll be 1680, thanks. Have you got it? Yeah, yeah, I got it. When going out for a big night, be smart and safe. Leave the car at home. Think ahead so you won't have to think later. Live for the music. Live for the music. Arrive alive. Introducing an advanced multivitamin mineral natural protein. It's 10 essential nutrients everybody needs in one convenient source. Milk. Legendary. Live across the web. This is the VWFL Radio.com. Match of the day. And welcome back to Rayburn Reserve in Pascoe Vale for the VWFL match of the day. We're in Division 2, third versus four as the umpires come back on the ground. And Pascoe Vale leads Sunbury 2-8-20 to 2-3-15. We're a little while away from the uh, sides coming back out on the ground. Uh, earlier in the week, uh, the crew from AFL Victoria caught up with Louise Stevenson, of course, who's a player with Melbourne University. She's been selected to play, I think, for the Bulldog side as part of the uh, Western Bulldogs versus Melbourne women's exhibition match that'll be taking next place next week at Etihad Stadium. Bounce down at 10 past 10. We'll be covering it live on the radio for you from 9.30am next Sunday morning. But she talked about how it felt to be drafted to play with the Bulldogs girls and uh, the training and everything that they're doing beforehand leading up to this uh, important game, the second ever AFL women's exhibition match. Here was Louise Stevenson catching up with the crew from AFL Victoria. Oh, it was just surreal. It's still surreal thinking about it now. I um, I went in. I put my name in. I went in there, and I I didn't think much of it. I wasn't sure if I still wanted to go to the draft in the end of it because I just realised how many talented girls are in the are in the program and are in the league. Um, but yeah, it was just an amazing experience to be drafted. Oh, it was an incredible experience on the MCG last year. It was the most surreal thing just to look up at the screen and you could see yourself zoomed in like you do on on TV in the, in the AFL players there. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just an amazing experience. You, it's hard to believe when you're on there. Actually, my best friend Sam, he's up, he's moved to Queensland now, but he was I was always out in the backyard with him, kicking the footy or you know having to run around. And I used to do soccer, but he said, oh, there's a there's a girls team down at my club if you wanted to join up. So, yeah, I thought I may as well. I, um, I went down to training, went, out, went down to registration, and I loved it ever since. So I gave up soccer, gave up gymnastics and started up football. I think it's mainly the team aspect, going down to trainings and, yeah, having some of your best mates down there. You get to see them every week. You get to achieve goals with them and play alongside them, you know, week by week. And, it's just, yeah, it's just a great feeling to have a run around with your friends. Oh, the the obvious Daisy Pierce. She's a she's a great player and a great person. Um, but I really look up to Nick Stevens. I used to be a backliner as well. So, yeah, she was really a, a role model for me growing up. I I started 2010 Youth Girls, and she was one of the first people to speak to me. And yeah, she was just someone I always admired as a backliner as a player. Uh, that would be Andrew Jago. He um yeah. So I was very I was very um timid and new to football when I started in the youth girls in 2010 and he really helped me through it and he really built up my confidence to you know play out there and just have fun and enjoy it and he was just great with the girls. And thank you very much to Louise Stevenson who caught up with the AFL Victoria crew um, at one of the recent trainings for the Country V Metro game and that was her talking about the experience of being drafted and uh, going to run out on Etihad Stadium next Sunday for that AFL exhibition uh, match. Um, things not going well for the Blues organisations. We've uh, headed around the ground. And I know one thing that uh, Dan Hill's been keeping an eye on is the game up at Dakota Stadium between GWS and Carlton. And uh, things ain't good for the Blue Baggers. Is it still called Skoda, Pete? I think it is. Is it? I think it is. 
Oh, I can't keep up with those name changes. It's unbelievable. In a turn-up for the books, GWS 11-3, kicking very, very accurately, 69. They lead Carlton 7-7-49. 11 minutes into the third term, your mate Dale Thomas has got two. Uh, my mate. Hoskin, Elliott, Shield and Patton have got two for the GWS, and wouldn't it be fantastic if the Blues lost? Sorry to Blues listeners, but jeez, I hate Carlton. GWS leading Carlton by 20 points, and if things could get any worse for Blues supporters, their um, VFL side, which they're aligned with the Northern Blues, they're winning, but they're only winning by nine points against Bendigo, who have yet to win a game as a standalone club. Aussie Jones, doing the business. If Bendigo got up and rolled the Blues and GWS, that could be literally the worst day in the Blues organisation's history. Oh, there's a certain salary cap day when that all got discovered, Well, well, I'm saying on the (laughs) field, on the the field, on the field, to be losing to GWS at the AFL level and essentially GWS's equivalent performance-wise in the VFL, Bendigo. Bendigo are nine points down and get up and roll the Northern Blues. It would have to be the worst day on record for them. <laughs> can, uh, I, yeah. can I say, Sticks got out at the right time. <laughs> he got out last weekend. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Must whiz. have saw the writing on the wall. But anyway, we're here doing the VWFL with Division 2. It is five points in it. 2-8-20 Pasco Bale. Sunbury, 2-3-15. That was the halftime score. The umpires and players are in readiness to begin the third term. And here on VWFL.com.au to get you underway. It's Dan Hill. Kelsey Gill, she is literally playing at our end of the ground, Pete. She must like us. She's playing at the uh, the forward end for Sunbury. She's playing the back half in the it's second like, it's term. It's like junior footy. Flip the sides over. You just stay in the same position. You're forward one quarter. You're back the next quarter. Absolutely. Ball toss back up. You only get to know one end of the ground that way. Ball comes straight out of the middle. The takeaway for White. She goes inside attacking 50. Going back with the flight was oh. Castley and paid the mark. That I, I think the umpire played the whistle maybe a little too early and then just paid a uh, off-the-ball free kick for the player who dropped the mark. Yes, yeah, so Castley reloads. Poor kick in the end. Only as far as White for Sunbury, and she marks 60 from home. And White gets on the right boot and awards the forward line, looking for a target, and Dudley came off hands. We'll have to try and go again. Trying to fight with it. Oh, Davies got thrown around, and the umpire says, you are gone, holding the ball. The tackle by Borg. And Borg did the damage there. Borg is about 55 metres out from home. Close to play on the mark. Decides to spot the leading target. Good footy, and leading out forward, and taking the mark, and we kick from goal for about 30 to 35 metres out is Bobby Frawley. He's already got one against her name for the afternoon. We'll be looking for a second. Left goalpost, Bobby. Left goalpost. In comes Frawley on the right. Oh. How does it look? It stays very, very wide and goes through for a minor score according to the goal on part. So it's 2-4-16 summary. They trial by four points. Pascoe Vale 2-8-20 here on VWFL.com.au and once again the football just went out the back to the playground and someone's had to go in the, go for a jog and fetch it. And the kids have left. They've gone home from the junior game so now there's another bloke who's been sent down there to do the duties and there's a few gathering down there so we can move the game on because they're all aware of the 20 minute set quarters and we want as much footy as possible. Ball kicked defensively for Pascoe Vale. Coletti off hands. Couldn't take the mark. Side of the pack was Griffin. She couldn't come up with it. Handball to Cassley. She just slams it on the boot. 20 metres. They've now managed to clear Pascoe Vale to their defensive 50. Now they get it up to the wing. Chance now for Picard Daniels. Gathers. Ragdolled by, by White. That was Craig, in fact. Ball very close to the boundary line. Terrell Clayton couldn't get the kick away. Throw a blanket over about 15 as they gather around it. On hands and knees is East. Umpire will have to call for it. And we'll have a bounce right next to the change gates. 
a good little passage there for Pascal Val. They managed to work it beyond the wing as they kick into the breeze in this third term. Umpire throws the ball up in the air. Coletti got there, got the uh, fist in there. Didn't go too far, and the pack is going to quickly fall. The umpire is going to call for a ball up. And uh, right on the bottom of that was White of the Sunbury Lions. Four points in it. Pascoe Vale leads. Ball up in the air. East gets the left palm onto it. Spinning around. Almost out of trouble. White got past two. Got stopped by the third on the way through. That third player in uh, Taru Clayton. And the umpire throws it up in again. Coletti versus right East. Tack. East wins it. Put it straight down the throat there of Hardy. He tried to get a hurry kick as she got knocked over. But receiving and taking the Risky. ball away there is Whelan. Whelan towards the middle of the ground. The lead there by Storm. Managed to keep the ball alive. Fighting hard with the opponent in Wilson. And the umpire says that's a throw there one-handed. And that's going to be the resulting free kick for Olivia Stora. Stora goes up towards half forward. It'll fall short in front of Coletti. Running onto it was Whelan. She got the handball back towards Coletti who comes up with a shrug to tackle. Got on the left. Kicked inside attacking 50. At the back Laidler. She couldn't come up with a mark. Ball falls for Aparo. She's tackled. Claimed. Dumped. Now Terrell uh, Clayton goes in and dumps a couple. Ball out the back again. A chance here for Aparo. She runs to left half forward and then a throw against her. She tried to slam it on the boot, and it'll be a free kick to Berger at right half back for the Lions, as the umpire will call it back. No, it'll in fact no, go uh, to uh, Thomas Cathy. Yes. So Thomas Cathy on the uh, left boot, trying to get front posse there with Aparo, and the umpire says a little tag of the jumper, and that'll be a free kick. So Aparo, probably about 60 metres out from home, half forward flank, decides to go long towards the contest. Big hands up, got brought to ground there by Martin. Ball bobbling around. Aparo managed to rake up another possession. Tried to go to Wheeler, was under pressure, had to get rid of it. Taru Clayton is in there. Ball popped out, going defensive side of half forward there for Pascoe Vale. Trying to call for it there, the uh, teammate and uh, Carlheim. Going through his Coletti. Coletti on the left, going towards the centre half forward position. Surgeon is lurking nearby there for the Lions. They're keeping it alive. Pasco Vale, tackle laid on there by that 31, which I've got a feeling may have been Bowen trying to bobble around. Who can try and extract the pill? It is going to be the Lions, and they're going to kick it long towards the halfback flank. Then the ball just went on the point of itself and uh, held up, and therefore coming in was Kalheim just holding it up. Hailing a cab, the umpire says, not buying into it, I'm going to throw it up. You were spot on there, Pete. They were away then, Summary, but the ball just pitched on its point and slowed their momentum, and we get the resulting ball up. Tossed up, Coletti and East. East won it on the second occasion. Ball hacked out of the pack for Summary, but only as far as... I think it's Stone it there, Caitlin Stone. It was Stone, and then she was called to go, and then she was tackled immediately, and Summary will get the kick, and it's Frawley again. She's been in absolutely everything. She's got Borg calling for it forward. Goes in that direction. Borg back of the pack. Oh. Hands to it. Couldn't take the mark. Then couldn't get a clear handball through. And Pascova will clear away from their defensive 50. And kick towards the centre wing position. Costa. Yeah, Bukak late was coming out of it. But Costa picks it up. And Costa decides to go towards the half forward flank position. Sets up nicely there for the summary player. Just slammed it on her right boot there in Craig. Goes along the forward line. Went past Borg on that occasion. Oh. Wido got it. Got round one. Got the hand pass under pressure. Still being kept alive. Dudley Dudley kept oh, it alive hand. going backwards. Here's a shot on goal. It's... Is it there? Through. It's through. Put that one down. And that is the 13, Natasha Hardy, who gets her first of the afternoon. And the Sunbury Lions have taken the lead. They are now three goals for 22, leading by two points. Pasco Vale, 2820. And you've got to say, well done by Christy Dudley with the interesting spelling of Christy. 
She did fantastic work there. Could have wheeled around on her left boot instead. Decided to handball to the captain. Probably not a bad way to go. As they always say, when the captain calls for the ball, you deliver to the captain. But she had to run a good 15 metres backwards away from her own goal to then give the handball. She could have easily gone herself. But well done in the end. And Sunbury get the lead. And that could be the psychological advantage that might just will them to get one or two more here, Peter Holden. Ball back up in the air. Coletti versus East. East wins the tap down. Ball bobbling around on the ground. And I think it's Daru Clayton managed to pick that up. Pam meets Whelan. Whelan decides to go long towards the forward line. Costello in the foot race. Conjute leading out there as well. She couldn't get to the pill quick enough. And the umpire says holding the ball. <laughs> Sunbury free kick. That was hot. That was hot. And uh, that means it's going to be Costello. Bridget Costello, who's got one goal this afternoon, has the free kick near the light tower. 50 metres out from goal on the uh, outer side. And going forward towards the pack. East. East has taken the mark for Sunbury. Takes it. And she decides to just a whole play up. Decides to stick once again to the outer side. Doing no favours for the commentators, I can tell you that. Just bowled over a few wide oak now in the foot race to try and pick it up. She's got to win this wide oak. Side. She can't. She's too many numbers there for Pascoe Vale. I think it's a paro. Just went to the interesting little hand pass. Whelan decides to move it forward. Good strong mark. No, the umpire said no 15. Play on. Aparo's going to have to go in after this. Nearly got collected on the way through. Surgeon going with her. Aparo on hands and knees. Try to keep it alive. Another bump laid on there by Surgeon. She tries to go and extract Good the well, pill. Surgeon. That she does. Got it out the Conjute, Conjute now decides to go long towards centre wing on the eastern side of the ground. Ball bouncing away from the players. Stone comes out to it and nearly got collected on the way through. Going in the contest is Wilson for Sunbury. Ball bobbling around. In there is Taru Clayton tries to pull it out. The umpire says going nowhere. Calls for a bounce. Centre wing, eastern side of the ground. Ball tossed back up. Ruckman arrived just in time. The Ruck women, I should say. Slapped out towards Borg. She couldn't come up with it. East gathers. Kicks on the left. Good kick over the back to White. She marks. Craig, Craig it is, in fact. Craig on the right peg. Inside 50. Good looking oh. kick. Couldn't come up with it. Dudley. Had it. Lost it. Bounced off the chest. Ball towards the hot spot now for Sunbury. 30 out. That's White. She went in after it. Couldn't come up with it. Now at the back's Borg. She's claimed. Handball over her head. Back towards White. Hot footy, 30 out from goal. Hacked out of the pack there by Hardy. Smothered. Now Hardy again. Runs to goal and kicks it straight through the middle. She has her second. And Sunbury extend the lead from a little pack of play. 30 out from goal. She had the initial kick smothered. Managed to regather. Bobbled her way. And luck's a fortune in football, Peter Holden. Sunbury 4-4-28, leading Pascoe Vale 2-8-20. As Lisa Vandenhoek, the coach for uh, Sunbury, said uh, during our pre-match, it's all about using the win to your advantage. They knew it was going to come into play today. They've kicked one against the Breeze, and they've kicked two. Well, they've kicked three with it. Uh, Pascoe Vale, as we said in that second term, did not score a goal with the Breeze. So that... Makes a very, very interesting predicament for the for the Panthers who find themselves eight points down, but they will have the breeze in that final term. Here's East. East decides to go out towards the wing position. Stone bulked at the last second. Frawley tries to run onto it. Gets it. Tries to shrug her off. Is she going to get pinned? The umpire put the whistle away and said no. She was being held onto. Kalheim is in there as well. And the umpire calls for a bounce. And all of a sudden, Dan Hill, you can just sense there's, there's a spring in the step of the Lions. And a bit of urgency for Pascoe Vale as the ball is tossed back up at half forward for the Lions. Tapping to herself was Stora. Big pack of players forms around it. Coming through was a paro. She couldn't come up with it. Throw a blanket over about 30 in there. Plenty of players around it. Costa, she's had plenty of it. She's had a big second term. 
and she's backed it up in the opening stages of the third and she's claimed an attack and will have a bounce a left half forward for Sunbury, 50 out from home. Cassily there doing the one, doing the wrap up, the ball up in the air once again. East gets the big fist in there, Wide Oak trying to run onto it, she couldn't. Leaning over it is Davies, has to try and pick it up, gets claimed in the contest, and the umpire blows the whistle. Berger involved there, saying we're going nowhere, we're going to call for a ball up. If you just joined us, Sunbury 4-4-28, Pascal 2-8-20, halfway through the third term. Division 2 clash here in VWFL.com.au. And Coletti just took it straight out of that contest. Roved it well. Booted it long on the left. Will be Lux a fortune for Costello. It does. It bounces. She got around her two Sunbury opponents. Stripped of her, though, by White, who was going with her. Turned around. Kicked it towards half forward. East! Brilliant grab. East in that contest had two going with her. She was the meat in the sandwich, but she held onto the pill and put it on the right. Dudley, straight through her hands. Out the back door here for Frawley. Frawley tries to go towards the goal. It just dribbles through for a minor score. That was on. And uh, that makes Sunbury 4-5-29. They lead by nine points. Pasco Vale 2-8-20 here on vwfl.com.au. Score from Giants Stadium nearing the end of the third. Carlton trail by 14 points. The Giants 76, Carlton 62 as the restart comes in for Pasco Vale from Waring May. And it's out towards right half back. Pack forms around it. Umpire will be forced to call for it. Over there was Aparo in company with Stone for Pascoe Vale. They couldn't clear it out. Ball tossed up east with a left hand. Smashed it, but only as far as Terrell Clayton. She got the handball away. And now a chance to clear here for Coletti. Took a bounce and handballed as she took that bounce because she was under the pump very, very quickly. Aparo, handball over the top. Now she'll get it back. Now working defensively. They've mucked it up. Chance now for Sunbury. They're 80 from home. Little handball over the top, then bounce back towards Hardy. She kicks inside, attacking 50. Borg over her head. Forced to go back and get it. Now a chance. Dribbling towards the line. Can't keep it in. And Summary oh. will have a forced throw in. 25 around from their attacking goal. I don't think Hardy liked that attention. She got a little bump at the last second <laughs> close towards the fence. And then they collected the fence on the way through. Is where May went with it. And the umpire will throw the ball back into play. Deep inside the Lions forward line. They lead by nine points. Back in the play. Going up there. Hardy tries to take it out. Trying to work her way through was Costa. There, if you don't mind, the big don't argue by Bork. Taken straight off her boot as she tried to snap it. Wearing May decides to go long with a kick. And Bukad, Bukad Daniels is right out the back door. Bursts away on the left. Goes up towards the half-forward flank position. Momentarily there with, I think it might have been Laidlaw at the back. Oh, did well, Laidlaw. In fact, it was Longen who had it. Tried to go towards the centre-half-forward position. The umpire says holding the ball. Surgeon will take the resulting free kick, catching Bukat Daniels. And Surgeon decides to go long towards the contest. Oops. Craig went at it, bolted at the crucial moment, trying to go with them. There is Griffin, kept it alive. That's Laylaw now. Laylaw gets oh, on the, the right oh, the poise? Just went with a bit of a grubber in the end with the <laughs> kick. And Longman tries to pick it up. Lofton and the umpire says uh, free kick going her way for Pasco Vale. And uh, has the resulting free kick. Held on to, Pete. 50 metres out from goal. Um, made it up, but Loft held on to. Lofton decides to square it up towards the top of the square. Just came off hands in that case. Uh, Surgeon on the bottom of the deck. The umpire blows the whistle and pulled says free kick. He pulled him out for Sunbury earlier. Now he's pulling them out for Pasco Vale. Likes paying the free kicks in the forward line. And that means it'll be uh, Jessica Martin with the kick. And she is directly in front. And she's a ruck, ruck woman size. Never like him from 20 out, Pete. 
Martin directly in front. Oh, it stays out to the right. Came off hands there. It's close in the pocket. Layla tries to bend over and pick up the ball. She goes to ground, tries to hand pass it out. It's caught in a traffic jam. And the umpire says, ball it up. And that's what he'll do. 15 metres out from the Pasco Vale goal. Sumbri a 4-5-29. Pasco Vale a 2-8-20. And a yet to score in this third term. Jess Martin, there was a bit of Tom Bell Chambers about that one. <laughs> Never a chance from 35 out straight in front. She goes back in now against East, the two number 10s. Ball comes out the side to Hardy. She has been huge in this term. She smashes it 50 to 60 metres up towards the wing for Sumbri. They clear their defensive zone. Coming after it now is Whelan. She's pushed in the back. Umpire wave play on. And it will be a free kick in the end, or is it over the no, line? No, over the line. Tackle Just laid on there by Gill. Because cool, Gill, she was she treated the line there, and it was a very fine line. She managed to get away with it. Throw in centre wing, and it's Pasco Vale trailing by nine points and uh, just out the back door here Hardy manages to harass her opponent kicks the ball towards the middle of the ground and that's uh, Zeinstra we're in the 25 but it was taken away by Carl Him, and that's uh, I'll get that name right sooner or later goes towards the centre half forward position just bobbling around trying to control it there's Costello sold some candy beautifully went towards the hot spot 25 metres up and goal Laylor came crashing out afterwards Costello chased up her own kick tried to kick it off the carpet there Surgeon goes with it Conju takes it away for Sunbury though slammed on the boot trying to find some distance it might work out okay depending on how the ball bounces it works out better for Pascoe Vale getting the hot potato was wearing May decides to hug close towards the boundary line just keeping it in there Casley kept it alive Aparo bends Good over it got taken away from the ball the umpire said it was fair Lopman got it on to Bucard Daniels who hugs close towards the boundary line half forward flank in front of the coaches boxes here at Rayburn Reserve line will send it back from whence it came ball uh, running afterwards fell a bit short from her and uh, Kaelheim takes it and she is on defensive side of centre wing so Kaelheim with the footy looks like she was having a shot for goals the slow approach to the kick from the wing she goes up towards half forward only as far as Hardy for Sunbury she has been everywhere Borg breaks for her Hardy honours the lead good kick out wide but it'll carry the pack on the breeze chance now for Pasco Vale as they come towards half back Working defensively is Davies. Tucks it under the arm and runs away. Close to the boundary line. Ooh. Punched over. Will be just a throw in. I think if uh, Craig had a left that for Sunbury, it might have been out in the full. But she did the uh, the good old-fashioned one percenter and smacked it out of play. Throw in on centre wing. Sunbury playing Pasco Vale. They lead by nine points. And Hardy took it away from that contest. Tried to just go to Dudley, but uh, the Pasco Vale player kept oh. it in front. Oh, crunch, if you don't mind, of players right in the middle of the ground. And they were both hitting it at full speed as well. That's going to hurt in the morning. Don't worry about that. As uh, the umpire throws it up at the half-forward line. East versus Martin. East won the tap down. A power holds onto it, holding it with her as Costa. Costa holding for the football. It just popped out. That was Coletti. Got it out to a teammate in Casley. Casley put it in towards the hot spot in the centre of the ground. A power couldn't quite pick it up. But it's Surgeon who burst through. Shrugged off one. Surgeon goes to the forward line over the head of Frawley. Dudley there waiting out the back is Musket. Musket got slammed by two players. And, and the umpire the says it was accidental that you fell over her. But it will be a free kick for in the back for Musket. So Musket right back pocket. Little handball off to Casley. She goes on the left boot. In fact, it was Waring May at fullback. Comes up towards the wing. Ball kicked into the centre of the ground. Uh, sitting underneath it was White Oak. She couldn't come up with it. Summary now looked to reload through Costa. Up towards half forward. Pursuing the footy is Bowen. 
Gets a little handball away. Costa again, followed up a good work. Little handball into the centre of the ground for Gill. She's 40 from home. Kick was smothered. Umpire wave play on. Over towards the boundary line is Stone. Very, very close to the line. And coming across was Waring Mate. And we'll have a throw in 35 metres around from Sunbury's attacking goal. Left half forward. We are in the closing stages of the third term out here at Rayburn Reserve. And uh, Aparo kicks it around the corner on her right. Only as far as I think, uh, just try and spot the player out there. I think it might be Craig, he's got it, who delivers in towards the forward line at the heart. He gave her directions, but taking the mark there is Whelan. Amy Whelan cut that off. She's 40 out from defensive goal for Pascoe Vale. They're down by nine points. Good kick. Kicks it towards the centre half back position. And uh, taking it there, Coletti kicks around the corner on the left. Kalheim takes it. Positioned herself well against Hardy in that contest and delivers long it. on the right. Bucard Daniels has got space as she can get onto it. And the ball's just bobbling around. Shrugged off one. Bucard Daniels for 25 out. The Bruce took it the last second. Cut off on the last line of defence. Ball bobbling around in the goal square. Conjute there as well. Couldn't quite get it out. I can see Devine in there. She can't extract the pill. Umpire calls for a bounce. Couple of metres out from goal. Jeez, that was a hot play. Bacard Daniels, she was absolutely away, but just didn't have the legs into the breeze. Ball to be thrown up in the goal square. Laidlaw goes up against East. Oh, Certain hurry kick. Tried to get it away. 30 out from goal. Just bobbling around the roof. Leighton as well. Craig just trying to keep the ball alive. And does, indeed oh, she does. Well done. Shrugged off two. Kicked it up towards centre wing. Maybe a chance there for Zeitra to get onto it. Carl Hine gets it for Pascoe Vale. Dispossessed. Oh, ball ball gets it. Kicks around. No one to go to. So she just, in rugby terms, tries to look for touch. Ball just staying in. Just stayed in, if you don't mind. Stone on halfback. Carl Hine gets the hand pass across. Teams up with Tarrant. Tarrant towards centre wing and taking the mark to Rue Clayton. Not enough time for Taru Clayton to run away as the siren sounds for three-quarter time. And, and what a quarter. What a quarter for Sunbury. They have skipped ahead. Is it enough, though? 4-5-29. They kicked in that quarter two goals, two, But they held Pascoe Vale scoreless for that term. 2-8-20. Sunbury lead by nine points. With Pasco Val kicking with the breeze in the final term. Well, and, and really, Pete, on the run of play, to get two goals in this last term is going to be very, very difficult. But at the same time, we know that Sunbury are going to be under pressure. An advanced Indeed, they will. And um, uh, let's have a look at the goal kickers for the game so far leading up to three quarter time. Well, the only goals coming for Pasco Vale are in the opening term, and it's Cassley and Costello for Pasco Vale. Sumbri, two goals to Hardy, both coming in that term, and singles to Frawley and Dudley. So it's uh, Pasco Vale, 2-8-20, trailing the Sumbri Lions, 4-5-29, as we come into three-quarter time, and both huddles have got together, and I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about. It's a low-scoring contest, but two straight kicks will do it. Absolutely, and, and that's, uh, as I was just mentioning, it, it's, it's going to be pressure on Sumbri. They are kicking into the wind in the final turn. They'll probably only have to clear the ball three or four times and get the ball outside of their zone, but it's a matter of whether they can do it because in the second term, they simply couldn't. They they couldn't for probably a 14, 15-minute stretch. They finally got it out, got themselves a goal against the run of play, but she was when the game's when the game's right at its its end point and, and everyone's tired, it's going to be hard to bounce from end to end. So they're going to have to try and get the ball outside their zone, not get put under too much pressure, and hopefully they can hang on because I 
look, I can see them getting one goal, but I can't see them getting two. So they don't want to concede too much early in this, this final quarter and let it slip away from them. Sudbury Lions, the fourth place side, leading the third place side, Pasco Bell, by nine points at three-quarter time here in our Division 2 game on vwfl.com.au. We'll return for the final term in just a moment. Introducing an advanced multivitamin mineral natural protein. It's 10 essential nutrients everybody needs in one convenient source. Milk. Legendary. Hi, this is Cooper Cronk from the Melbourne Storm for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. In footy, whether we're attacking or defending, it's important for me to stay focused. Get behind the wheel of a car after you've been drinking, even if you're a little bit over, and it's easy to lose focus, lose your licence and maybe even your life. So before you go out for a drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. The life you save might be your own. Children are one of the most at-risk groups of being killed or seriously injured by fire. A household safety plan is a great way for parents to involve their children in learning about fire safety. It's not just keeping matches and lighters in a safe place, but learning what to do if fire breaks out. A good home fire safety plan includes everyone knowing how to escape quickly and safely from each area of the house and having a pre-arranged meeting place outside so there's no panic looking for people. Planning and preparation today can give the whole family a better chance of surviving a house fire. For your free house fire safety brochure, call CFA on 1800 240 This is Danny Green. On a night out, just like this, take it from me. One punch can be deadly. Thrown in anger, without warning, without gloves, it can kill. One punch can end their life and ruin yours. It takes grunt to throw it, it takes guts to walk away. One punch can be deadly. Authorised and spoken by Danny Green Perth. Social events, corporate events, birthdays, parties, weddings, music for the masses, DJs, live musicians. You set the date, we'll set the mood. Music for the masses, 1-800-4-MUSIC. 1-800-4-MUSIC. Music for the masses. Live across the web. This is the VWFLRadio.com. Match of the day. And welcome back to Rayburn Reserve. The uh, players just breaking from their three-quarter time huddle and we're going to be in for a cracking final term in this Division 2 game between third and fourth. And it's the fourth place side, the away team, the Sunbury Lions, who are leading by nine points. But the home side, the Panthers, will be coming home with the breeze. The Lions, 4-5-29, leading the Panthers, who are sitting on uh, 2-8-20. I'm Peter Holden, joined in commentary with uh, Dan Hill as it starts to get a bit chilly out here at Rayburn Reserve. But uh, no doubt the girls will be giving their all because a, a, a chance here, if they if they get a win, it locks in third position. And both of these sides get to play Seaford uh, within the next few weeks. And if the side that's sitting third gets to knock off Seaford, it could get them into second place in that crucial uh, double chance. Is that how it works? Is uh, it I think so. Either that or maybe a home ground advantage. But I either way, I you, th- you want to finish top two. Yeah, I think it'd be one, two, three. Yeah, one, yeah, two, two, three, three four, four yeah. and then you get the buy. Yeah, that, oh, I haven't worked out the final system yeah. yet, Peter. I haven't looked that far ahead, but you've, you're right. Top two, generally you're in the ascendancy or you get the home ground or yeah, whatever, yeah. however it works out. So second 
definitely a big prize on second considering North Geelong are effectively now breakaway leaders. Yeah, undefeated as we stand. And Dan Hill to get us underway for the final term on VWFL.com.au. Ball toss back up in the centre. Slapped out of the middle by Martin, who's who's in the ruck for Pascoe Vale. Ball comes wide now. Chance for White. She couldn't come up with it for some reason. She's thrown out the back door. Her absolute lookalike and dead ringer is Craig. They're together now, and Craig handballed to White now turned over. Bacard Daniels couldn't come up with it. Aparo has the footy dumped and then sat on. Umpire will call for it. Left half forward, or between wing and half forward for Pascoe Vale. And around, 75 from home. Around the grounds in the Premier League at half-time. Durban 8-11-59, leading St Albans Spurs yet to score. Oh. The juggernaut that is the Falcons rolls on. Yes, they have got quality upon quality to the Durban Falcons as the ball is tossed back up yet again. And another bounce, or a toss-up, I should say. Slapped over the top from East. She couldn't come up with a footy. Tossed out the side door was Cassily, or Cassley, I should say. And then East pushes it over the line now to play. Aparo also in there. It's been some uh, some good footy at the start of this final term. And you can see some repeat. They're just trying to lock it up. They're playing smart football. Indeed they are because time is on their side. Costa trying to get it away again with a hurried hand pass. Hardy kicks it long. Out towards the centre wing position. Bobbled around. Tackle laid on there by uh, Zeinstra. Ball just bobbled into space now. Who's going to be trying picking up the clear possession? Wilson went there for Sunbury. Just locked in the middle of the ground. The umpire says he's got no choice but to call for a ball up. And that's what he'll do. Throws the ball up in the air. East won the tap down. Hardy tried to She's take it away. Everywhere. Got it across to Borg. Borg's been doing well as the leading forward. At half forward, she decides to go long. It's got to be good. It went out the back door. Zystra tried to go away with the ball. Dudley went without it. The umpire says, holding the ball, pinned, and that will be a free kick going the way of the Pascoe Vale Panthers deep in defence. Chance for Pascoe Vale to clear away. On the left boot was Rogers in the back pocket. She goes out towards the wing. Now Borg. Handball to Hardy. Hardy kick smothered. Went back in after it. Handball again to Borg. Borg over her head. Back to Hardy. They're waxing it over on the wing. They couldn't come up with it as it falls to the base of a pack. There's a few sitting on top of it. The umpire's plucked out another free kick. And it'll be going the way of Sumbri. It's going to Costa, who has been in absolutely everything for the Lions. She goes on the right peg with a wobbly old ball towards Borg, who has been in the thick of it in the last few minutes. She's over the top of it. Coming through was Whelan. Little handball out the side door. Pinballing around in there. Might have come off a boot. Might have come off Davies and out on the full. Boundary umpire says, no, we'll just throw it in. And we're between wing and half forward for Sunbury. Right half forward. What I've been impressed so far by uh, Borg as well as she just keeps presenting, presenting, presenting and giving something for somebody to go towards as we speak at this very moment. It's a free kick going the way of Rogers. Chloe, up. Chloe Rogers decides to go towards the half-back flank. I think it's Picard Daniels might have it out there. She is on the half-back flank no, on the east side right. of the ground. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Mark taken there by East. East takes the mark. The, She's uh, been colossal, East. The ruckwoman there for Sumbury gets on the right, goes long and high towards the half-forward line. Ball just slapped it forward to try and keep it going here. Maybe Wilson can get onto it. Well done. Wilson does for the Lions, goes for the long kick. Frawley dropped oh. it, had it, slapped it off. Frawley from the goal square. And Sunbury go 15 points up. 5-5. Five, five.
35 for the Lions. They lead the Panthers 2-8-20. Is that the chocolates? Is that the ball game? Well, it pushes it out to 15. It's certainly a tough mountain to climb now for, for Pascoe Vale, but great courage there from Frawley. She went back with a flight. It, the kick was into the breeze, so it was always going to drop into into her zone, and it did exactly that. Well done by White Oak as well, who was, who was her teammate running towards the footy. Managed to just hold her opponent off, and then in the ensuing bounce of the footy, it just managed to land in the arms of Frawley, and she had the open goal uh, at uh, her mercy. And we should mention that is also Frawley's second goal for the afternoon. Goal quickers at this stage, two each for Hardy and Frawley. The summary, one to Dudley. Well, Pascoe Vale have only got the two goals on the board, and that singles each to Casley and Costello. Easton Martin against each other. Ball comes out the side for Whelan. She couldn't come up with it. Now Aparo had it, lost it and concedes ground while well, they're looking for the boundary line Craig she didn't even look forward she just looked for the boundary line now she, she gathers it again and looks to go forward threw a bit of caution in the wind and got away with it kicked around the wing but it bounced over the line and out of play and we'll have a throw in again in that perfect position for Sunbury they can look to kill the game on the outer side of the ground between wing and half forward they lead by 15 points and they are well and truly in the ascendancy is maybe Pete, maybe Pascoe Vale looking a little tired, looking a little fatigued. Ball back into play. Martin wins the tap down. Just charging the way through here. Maybe throwing it is White. No set the umpire. Just bobbles about. Wilson in there as well. He's just sitting on the umpire. Says, I'll have the ball back and I'll call for another ball up. And that's what he'll do. Picard Daniels on the bottom of that pack as it's up in the air again. Martin versus uh, East. East won the tap down ball. That's uh, cool. Long up the ground. The umpire says holding the football. And that will be a free kick going the way of Jesse Martin for the Pasco Vale Panthers. They need a goal and they need one quickly. They're with the breeze and she uses it well. It goes long on this breeze. Didn't oh. try and take possession then Castello when she tried to slap it forward. She must have heard footsteps. Sunbury now taking the mark there is East. East, good tall target, finds herself on centre wing, playing oh. smart football, I was going to say playing smart football, but she's just turned it over. That was like a drop kick, it never got above head height, it was a terrible kick, and then smashed back inside 50 now for Pascoe Vale, but it's too wide on the outer side towards Castley, slapped back towards the line by the Sunbury defence. Now it comes out the back, a chance here for, was it... It might have been East, I think, or was it Conduit? She couldn't come up with it. Costa says, I'm happy with the boundary line. And we'll have a throw in. 50 round from Pasco's, Pasco Vale's goal. Left half forward. They need a goal quickly as time runs out on them, Pasco Vale. And East tried to slap it to keep it into play. Surgeon tried to go with the ball. Was stripped out of her hands. Umpire from the distance said too high. High fend off. And that will be a free kick going the way of Pasco Vale. This is their chance. They need to find a target. Their targets are standing around. They need to be on the move. She might have a shot here. Open goal square. Got 55 metres out from goal. Decides to go up. Lawler went charging through. One hand on it. Couldn't quite pull it in. Ball just on the ground. It's nearly being hatched there by Wilson. Umpire still lying to go on. Lawler gets caught. And the umpire says we'll call for a ball up. Berger laying the tackle there for Sunbury. Crucial set play here for Pascoe Vale. Certainly is 30 out from their attacking goal. Bad throw up from the umpire. Probably favoured Pascoe Vale in the end. Ball to the back of the pack, Hardy, being best on ground by a country mile. Handball outside to herself, couldn't come up with it now. It's uh, Aparo to the top of the goal square and Castley comes up with it. Although she's been forced to mark in the pocket, now she kicks to the top of the goal square. Aparo went in to follow up, she couldn't come up with it. Chance for Sunbury to clear, handball at the back from Preston to no one in particular and then it came back to her. 
And on the base of the pack there was J.L. Wilson. You just wonder if maybe Cassidy should have gone a bit greedy and gone for home instead of yeah. trying to centre it there. Ball up. Did Martin the versus East. East. Taru Clayton has it. Just slammed it on the boots. And it's away to the right-hand side. Oh, ever so close. Minus score, 2-9-21 for Pasco Vale. They find themselves 14 points down, but kicking with the breeze. Sunbury 5-5-35, as we've got about five or six minutes in this final turn. Now, the kickouts have been a huge problem for Sunbury as they look to reload here through Berger. She's got a big boot on her there. She's got it 40 metres. That was all that was probably required in the, in the conditions. Hardy did well. Got it towards Borg, who's pushed up towards half-back. Well, there's anything to mention. Uh, when Sunbury uh, got that goal in that second term, for quite a while, about 15 minutes of that 20-minute quarter in the second term, they had trouble trying to get it outside the defensive 50. The only problem on that occasion was Pascoval couldn't turn it into goals. Exactly right, Pete. Ball just dribbled over the line out of play, and it's just been tossed back in. Free kick. And a free kick at the contest for East, who goes short. Another poor kick. She might be looking to handball. The Ruck women in trouble. Getting tired. The legs are weary. They've been battling all day. And the ball goes to the base of that pack. Plenty of players around it. We'll have a bounce 60 out from Pasco Vale's goal. What a contest we've got here in this Division 2 game between 3rd and 4th at Sunbury up here at Rayburn Reserve. Well Martin done. just slapped it to herself and kicked it long. Surgeon took the mark in front of Costello, dropping into the spot. And Surgeon has the ball in front of the old scoreboard here. 35 metres out from defensive goal. Decides to get on the right boot. It just holds up in the breeze. It's difficult kicking there. Just Costa. seeing it near the boundary line. Costa with East and Costa sees it over. And the umpire will throw the ball back into play Co once more. Costa's the, the boundary line custodian in this quarter. She's just been sent onto the boundary line and she's just going to escort it over every time it goes anywhere near the boundary line. Easter Hardy and Hardy got knocked over and kicked the ball out of bounds in the full. And the key play here is Coletti and she's going to be the one the redhead will end up with the ball. She's 55 metres out from home. Importantly, she needs Laylor standing there in the hot spot. And that's exactly where Laidler's gone. She's got plenty on the kick, but it's going to fall into the pocket. Laidler had it, lost it. Spinning out of the trouble was Berger. Came through towards Conduit. She couldn't come up with it. Berger again. Kick smothered. Ball in the back pocket for Sunbury. Under pressure. Surgeon. Now the ball towards Hardy. Not the 15. Umpire says yes it was. She takes the mark on her defensive 50. And Hardy just looking around for some options. Where can she go? She decides to stick to the boundary line. Probably the smartest thing to do with oh, the Sunbury being 14 points up. And it works a fortune. Right into oh, White. White is going to no. get mown down. She, took a, she tapped it on the ground. And Whelan gets the resulting free kick for Pascoe Vale. They're down by 14 points. Decides to go towards the centre-half forward position. Carlheim to make the contest. Ball hit the ground. Picked up by Hardy. Hardy to Whelan. Then caught Whelan. Whelan had to try and get rid of it. Carlheim went in there. Went straight Run to Surgeon of the Lions. <laughs> Tried to get it away. Trying to fight for it is Craig. She got dispossessed. Craig went again. Got knocked out of her hands. Ball picked it up. Went for the hand pass. Went to Costa. Costa took a bounce alongside the boundary line. Costa went long up the line. Trying to uh, mark it there was Gill. Went through her hands and went over the boundary line and out of bounds. Seen out by Caitlin Stone. What about Costa? Alicia Costa, the boundary line custodian. She, she did owns it again. It. She owns it. <laughs> she did it again. She just got it. Took a bounce. Kicked it 60 and that was enough. Back into play. Hurry kick there by Pasco Vale going up towards the centre wing position. Just bobbling around. Hardy receives. Good got hands. rid of it. Then Surgeon. Surgeon doing well. The conjunct might get oh. caught here. Yes, said the umpire. Holding the ball. And uh, that will be a free kick going the way of Pasco Vale and Costello. 
Costello a long, long way from home on centre wing. Decides to use the breeze as a bit of a flat kick, trying to find Caitlin Stone. And uh, it went over the boundary line and out of bounds. We will throw it in. And we are 55 metres out from the Pasco Vale goal. The crucial thing for them, though, is time is ticking by. It certainly is. Ball tossed back into play. The more boundary throw-ins, the harder it is. Hardy, kick smothered. Wheel and good hands. Out the side door to Terrell Clayton. In towards centre-half four. And a good mark taken by Castley. About 35 out from home, she says. Must kick it. She says, girls, just puts the hand up and says, I've got this. Don't worry about it. I'm going to go back. I'm going to have a shot. She comes in. Kicks a wobbler that carries the pack and goes through for just the one behind. So again, inaccuracy, absolutely crueling Pasco Vale. As it looks like Laidler's come off the ground straight over the boundary line and finished for the day. It looks like she's got blood or done a finger or something. I'm not sure she'll walk past us in a moment, but I'd say if she's come off the ground there... I think it's a bit of blood there. If she's come off the ground and she's actually off the ground, we might have to do a head count. Is she finished for the day, Pete? I think she's on the nose as well, so unless she copped a bit of a whack as it's brought back into play by Berger. Berger's kick just holds up, and Hardy takes it. She's got the pancake parlor voucher, Pete. She's home. Yeah, that's what you reckon. Hardy decides to go up. The Ottawa Costa right now, who would have uh, been challenging her. <laughs> Over the boundary line. This, is, this tactic's got to be outlawed, Pete. <laughs> Coletti <laughs> takes it over. Oh, dear, oh, me. You and your conspiracy theories as the ball is brought back into play as he's trying to keep it alive. There is Surgeon. Oh, well Surgeon got it on the right boot. That kick oh, would bring up. rain. It went high. Trying to go for the fly. There was oh, crazy. Umpire said. Have a sense of occasion, son. Kevin Bartlett, all hands at the back. Stephanie Griffin gets the resulting free kick for Pascoe Vale as Griffin decides to go high and long with a kick. Hardy out the back. Drop down. Good Martin kick. just hurriedly put on the boot. Castley is the one that has to go. One, two, three. Couldn't hold it. Umpire says play on, Castley on the ground going with her is Amy White of Sunbury ball bobbling around, White went in there for the Lions, put her on the right boot oh, went towards Costa. Side. Costa she's come off the Costa boundary, again burst through, <laughs> kicked long up the line was trying to find the player there in Gill but it was taken by Shannon Davies Davies centres it up to centre half forward, beautiful kick to Coletti she's 50 from home, has a few options probably too many options Decides to just kick it in between all of them to the top of the goal square. Bounces to the back of the pack. Might go all the way. And does. So she's effectively kicked a goal from 50 metres. It pitched about 20 out. Carried the pack. And it's a sausage roll. A bit of luck, Pete. A bit of luck. But they're back in it all of a sudden, Pascoval, with time running out relatively quickly. It's 3-10-28. Pascoval, they trail the Sunbury Lions by five points, five five, or oh, seven points, I should say, five five thirty five. That makes it very, very interesting. I would say there might be about five minutes left in this game, so five minutes to get essentially two kicks through. They've got to get a goal, and a point would tie it up, or another goal would win it for them. So seven points, the difference. We've got the close one here, five five thirty five. Sunbury Pasco Vale. 3-10-28. Costa has to win this for Sunbury. Ball up in the air again, and uh, it was one out there by Martin. Coming through is Hardy. Oh, she's going on too far with the umpire pinner. Yes, oh, holding the ball. Holding the ball. She tried to take on one and too many. 50 and 50. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Give the ball back now. Oh, boy. She's not happy about that. Gives the uh, ball back to the player. Now, the Pasco Vale player has it at centre-half forward. Goes long towards the contest. Carheim kept coming at it. Surgeon dropped it. Surgeon tries to shrug off one. She is brought well, down the ground by Castley. The umpire calls for a ball up. There might be 
four minutes left I reckon and Pasco Vala down by seven points deep in their forward line. Ball goes up in the air. Martin versus East. East won it. Bobbled around. Pelletti Pelletti again. Oh, it was right smothered. Surgeon had to go again. Castello. Kick brings rain. It went sideways when it needed to go straight. Morrow went up for it. She couldn't do so. Divine had to bend over and try and get it. Surgeon is there. Umpire says holding. Oh, Pasco Mail free kick. No. What drama. What drama. It's Divine that's got it. Shot on goal. 45 degree angle, oh, 15 metres out, it's quite tight the angle, if she gets it it's one point the difference. Has the wind to her advantage Pete, she comes what, in. What a kick, what a kick from 15 metres out, it's across the face, it's a point. <sighs> one goal will square it up, 3-11, 29 Pasco Vale, they trail by one straight kick. Sunbury 5-5-35. There might be two or three minutes left in the game. Berger the restart. She's done well so far in this term. Kicks it 35-40. to 40. Front of the pack was Costello. Couldn't take the mark. Falling over the top was the hyphen. Toria Clayton. She couldn't get it out. Sunbury clear. Borg at half back. Couldn't come up with it. Running onto it. There was Tarrant. She pumps it back inside 50. But the ball dribbles over the line. Now to play. Throw in 40 around from Pasco Vale's goal. A trail by a straight kick. And there's probably only two to three minutes remaining in this term. Martin front position. Try to uh, get it down the throat there of the hyphen and Taru Clayton. Martin goes uh, hugging oh, with it with Conduit and says kick. too high, free kick. So Conduit just filling her lip after that, just saying, oh, I don't want to crop from there. Uh, gets the resulting free kick. She's chewing up the clock for the Sunbury Lions. They're up by a goal in this thrilling contest. Goes long. Oh, trying to go up there. Galetti couldn't quite bring the ball down. Umpire won't pay it. Ball on the bottom of the deck. And we'll call for a whistle for out of bounds after it just finally trickled over. Paru there as well. There might be, I reckon, a minute or two left. And it's Sunbury leading by a goal. 5-5 to 3-11. Gill sent behind the ball as well for Sunbury. So they're definitely playing for time now. Aparo held on to umpire wave play on. Coming through with a crucial crucial touch there was JL, JL Wilson. She hacked it forward for Sunbury. Went back in to get it. Couldn't come up with it. 70 out from goal for Pasco Vale. Ball goes back into the pack. And we've moved about 20 metres centre ground. But it's another stoppage for Pasco Vale as the ball's tossed back up. Three up in the ruck for Pasco Vale. They're throwing everything at it. East fell over. Ball to the back of the pack. Ford from Whelan. Chance to take the mark over the back was Waring May. Couldn't come up with it. Running around the edge of the pack. There was Costello. Oh! Casley. And Casley's marked. If she kicks it, it's a tie. 35 out, 45 degree angle. Goes quickly. Starts at left. And it's there. Oh! And it's level. Scores are level at Rayburn Reserve. They move to 4-11-35 to 5-5-35. Scores are all tied up between the Pasco Vale Panthers and the Sunbury Lions. There cannot be any time left as they uh, rush the ball back to the centre. I reckon you've got a minute, two tops left. So I reckon out of this contest, any score will win it. And I think all instructions are just knock it on at all cost. That, I think, would be the instruction to the girls on both sides. Just slap it forward, kick it forward. Whatever you do, keep it alive. Runners out on the ground. They're all screaming directions. Ball will be thrown up. Dying stages. It is all tied here between Sunbury and Pasco Vale. Sunbury with the breeze there. Good decision being paid against Aparo. That's Costa. That's ending up with a ball. Costa's got to do something. No he decides to go long towards center. Half forward position. Pax goes flying forward. Crawley was in there. She's on the bottom of it. All tied up. Umpire calls 
to the ball back. Centre half forward for Sunbury. Siren could go at any moment. Scores are level here at Rayburn Reserve. Ball up in the air. East versus Martin. Martin won the tap. Ball on the ground. Sunbury player in Frawley oh. burst away, but she's oh, running the wrong way. They've got to run forward, not backwards. Conju no goes tactic. out the side, though. Trying to bounce. It oh. bounced away from Craig. It bounced away from Conju, who chased up her own kick. She's got it. Got away from a few players. Kicked it forward. Dudley cut off. A player out there for uh, Pascoe Vale. There's Craig. Craig kicked around the corner. Hugging close towards the boundary line. Wearing May. It's a draw. It's a draw. It's a draw at Rayburn Reserve. Third and fourth have tied. My goodness. I know you don't pay to get into VWFL matches, but if you did, you got more than your money's worth. Oh, absolutely, Pete. And look, players relatively, uh, in, I'd say, relieved because I've never seen two sides so happy after a draw because I think it was a great result for Sunbury because they tried as hard as they could, but at the same time, Pascoe Vale... Oh, hang on. They're so cheering. saying they won. Hang on. I reckon it's... A, I've, got it as a, I've got it as a draw, and we wait for the goal umpires to confirm. Well, it is a draw on the scoreboard. Well, I've got a store here. So they've just slapped each other. But I, one or two of them cheer, but I would say safely it's a draw. We've been keeping a long... Well, they're, hang on. A few of them are cheering and jumping onto each other, but I would say it's a draw according to my scorecard. The They're asking now. Oh, don't tell me there's controversy. Well, the goal umpires will come in. So the, the thing is, we've got club goal umpires, not official goal umpires. Traditionally, when you've got official goal umpires, you watch for them. They check the scorecards. They come across the scoreboard, and they do the old wave of the flags if they reckon they've got the I'm score. Fairly sure. I, I'm, I'm fairly certain as well. We've been keeping the scores. Both been going sides, along. as I was saying, Pete, before we were interrupted by the fact that might be a different result. Um, <laughs> Sunbury, Sunbury are pretty happy, I think, to, to come away with the draw because they were under siege. And uh, and Pascoe Vale pretty wrapped to get the two points when they were 15 points down. And there's a score check going on between the umpires and the goal umpires as we speak. Oh, they're, just, they're just checking and clarifying the actual final score. Uh, when you've got official goal umpires, what usually happens, they check the scores and, of course, they flag it off. And Yeah, Pascoe Vale have won. The Pasco Vale are cheering. I'm surprised. I'll, I'll we'll clarify with the uh, umpires. I'll actually get you, Dan, just to uh, see if you can just quickly have a nod with the umpires and check the score for us. Um, uh, normally, when you've got official umpires, what will happen is they will meet, and if they've obviously got correct scores between themselves, they wave it off. And if any case you've got um, official umpires and their scorecards don't meet up, they normally chat with the timekeepers to get a consensus there. So as they're uh, coming off the ground, it has been, whatever way, an enthralling contest here. Uh, the scoreboard has changed to 4-12, I think, from what we've got here. Well, Pasco Vale won by a point, we're being told, so we're just clarifying now. That is a uh, that is a surprise by my inkling. We'll find out as Dan Hill comes across. We had it as uh, all level here, but um, Dan Hill coming into the uh, commentary box had a quick word with the umpires. So apparent apparently, yeah, it was four eleven mm. to five four. Five four, but we had it as five five. So they reckon there's one point less for Sunbury. Yeah. I don't that, know about that. That is, I'm surprised by that. But either way, they've given the they've given the victory to Pascoe Vale. I am honestly surprised by that. We won't argue because that's what they've given at the end of the day. But so there you are. The the umpires believe it was 
by 4.34 for Sunbury to 4.11.35 for Pascoe Vale. Hmm. Well, we, we, had, we had that it was 3.4. And then... And then it became... 4.5. 4-4, then it became 4-4, and then it became 4-5. So, and, and we've actually got a recording of this game, so um, yeah, we'll have to listen back to our own commentary during the week, but uh, we put the score down, and I think that's what surprised everyone here. Or is that you skipped that? But that was on the, the yeah, scoreboard. Yeah, and I had 4-4. Exactly, the scoreboard was with us and now changed, so that is, a well, an interesting result to say the least, and that means the chocolates go to Sunbury. Uh, no, go to Pasco Vale, right. pardon me. So, <laughs> in shock. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in shock as well. I mean, we're all trying to go over our own scores to find out where we lost it. So, um, that that means the Panthers have won here by one point. Uh, who do you think? Unofficially, I'm going to say. Unofficially, <laughs> we'll have to clarify with the league on that. But let's just um, who who do you think your better player is? I guess for Pasco Vale. Oh, I thought Waring May was really, really good at fullback. Amy Rillen was in there all day. Uh, Alicia Cassidy kicked the two goals. She was fantastic and kicked that one at the end to tie it up, which we thought was a well, we thought it was a tie at the time. Yeah, uh, Aparo was fantastic. Picard uh, Daniels was really, really good. Um, and and Coletti, as as I said, she was she was pretty good in the ruck throughout the game. Laidlet held her own, I thought, at, at full forward and centre half forward throughout the game. But um, probably the better players in the end and the standouts were, were from Sunbury. Look, Craig was really, really good. East was fantastic. Hardy, easily the best on the ground, despite being in what may be a losing side. Uh, Borg was fantastic at, at half forward and sitting around the stoppages. Frawley kicked the two goals. She was really, really good, bobbed up at times. Um, Surgeon, very, very close to best on ground at centre-half, back four um, as we get hit by the incoming footies. At, uh, at centre-half at back, Surgeon was really, really good, as I was saying, and copped the footy in the side of the head, as you do at the local grounds, Pete. Yeah. Um, and uh, the last one, the last one for me was Dudley. I thought she was good at, at full forward. She held her own and kicked the one goal in the first term, and and did a few other good little things where she she got that handball back to to Hardy at one stage to to get a, to get her an easy goal. So a good all round team effort from Summary, but they did have the two or three standouts and Pascoe Vale pretty even across the board. Well, I'll ask you to go chase down our player. Who gets the VWFL Radio Player Match of the Day? Well, it's going to be Natasha Hardy. Uh, from Sunbury, who has apparently played in a losing side. So maybe we can ask Natasha what actually happened. Um, they're about to come off the ground, so I'll grab her as, as they leave the field uh, yeah. in a couple of minutes. But uh, maybe we can get a bit of an insight into what actually happened, what she thought perhaps was going on out on the ground, if they actually thought the scores were because, level. Because what, what we thought, all the players thought that the game was tied, and, and we've been scratching the score as we go along, because the scoreboard is literally to the left-hand side of us behind us. And at that stage, the scoreboard was on par with what we had. Everyone was following it along. Um, and at that stage, when the siren went, everyone thought it was a draw. And the players' emotions were all signalling that it was a draw. And the first thing we noticed was, uh, probably about 30 seconds after the siren, there's some cheering from the Pasco Val bench by two players. And we all looked around going, what's going on? Did they thought they Bit won? of a raz. We, we, <laughs> we thought they won or, or, or they kept an incorrect score on the bench. Then, of course, we watched for the umpires. The two umpires met in the middle. Uh, this is the uh, club goal umpires. Then both umpires ran up to it, had a look, had a chat. Now everyone thought, okay, maybe Pascoe Vale won by a point. It was on Pascoe Vale's. But what was the odd thing? They said, no, it was actually one point less for Sunbury. 
and that's what threw us all. And at the end of the day, um, they've awarded the victory as 4.11.35 to 5.4.34. Uh, we're calling it unofficial, obviously, this stage once it goes up on the league website. No correct weight yet. Yeah, no correct weight, as you say. Hot all tickets. No worries. But we'll let you to go get the best play, which you re reckon was Natasha Hardy uh, for uh, a crew one-point loss. Either way, if it was official or not official, you've got to say, geez, they worked hard. Some breed that were up. They thought they had 15 points. But as, as Lisa Vandenhoek, their coach, said, it was all going to come down to their breed in the final term. A reminder here on VWFL Radio as well, we will be back on Sunday morning at 9.30am at Etihad Stadium for the AFL Exhibition Match, and that is between uh, Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs. The best women players in the country taking part in that game will be on air at 9.30am, and the bounce is at 10.10am. Make sure you join us then. And for the regular VWFL coverage, we'll be back in two weeks' time on a Sunday afternoon for the Premier Division game in Round 8 between Melbourne Melbourne University Muggers and the St Kilda Sharks. That should be a ripping contest. We hope you can join us then. And don't forget you can listen to us online at vwfl.com.au and as well you can um, download from the Google Play Store the uh, app which is uh, just by searching VWFL and you can download to your Android phone or tablet. Uh, joining us in the commentary box of course is uh, is the player in, Natal in uh, Natasha Hardy who's kicked uh, two goals for this afternoon. Uh, Natasha, what a contest out there, and I think nobody really knows what the result was in the end. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a uh, question mark there. I think both of us all thought we'd uh, won by a point, and both teams, and yeah, unfortunately they got over us in that last quarter, and they had a good uh, good run on, so credit to Pascoval. Uh, how have you found so far Division 2 football in this new competition, where instead of the old northwest southeast Division, you're now playing against sides from, from across Melbourne? Yeah, I think it's fantastic, the, the skill level and the... Um, the competitiveness between teams, I think the, the v, VFL, AFL Vic have really got it spot on in where they've put our teams, which is really good to see. Yeah, you led by 15 points. Was the plan to sort of shut down in that, that last quarter? You managed to keep the ball on the outer side of the ground a, a fair bit. It was a lot better than your second quarter where you were under a lot of pressure, but just didn't manage to hold on. Yeah, yeah. The, it's a really, really blustery, blustery win, which you can probably hear in the mics now. Um, so it was really trying to keep it down the, the attacking side when we had the ball and really locking the ball down. It, you know, our ruck today was fantastic and was winning the yeah, ball left, right and centre. Natalie Easter workhorse all day. Yeah, yeah. She stayed really, really nutted it out and we you know, have confidence in her that she's going to win the ball. So making a contested ball is what we really like and it's... Uh, sort of the way we planned it for that quarter. And I know Dan was impressed with Alicia Costa, who just seemed to own the boundary line in that final quarter. Yeah, yeah, she's a really smart player, really likes to duck in around and gets, you know, outside the, the play and can take off well around the boundary line and, and really knows where to run. So she was a great asset today, especially in that last quarter. Now in the third quarter, you're walking into about 30 out, the ball falls and Christy Dudley's got the ball and she looks back towards you and says... Here you go, Tash, goal for you. That's that's nice, a bit of teamwork in the forward line when they give the back give it back to the midfielders. Yeah, I can't complain. I've got some great pockets there that they, they attack the ball really hard and, and you know if they just give you a little wink and you run straight through, they'll get it to you smack bang on the chest. So, yeah, nice nice little chop out there from Duds. And it doesn't get any easier. Um, the next game back in two weeks' time, you've got the second place side in Seaford. Yeah, the, the first time we played Seaford in uh, round one, they were fantastic. A real workhorse of a team, great structures and really good play. So hopefully we'll be able to, um, you know, we've had a, had a few weeks now to prepare for, 
prepare for them and hopefully we'll be able to counteract a few of their things and get a good score on the board and give them a run for their money. And one thing we're interested to know, will many of the girls be heading along to Etihad Stadium on next Sunday for the women's game? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, we've got a, a little team bonding night on Saturday and then we're going to head on in on Sunday and watch that game. You know, it's a great great thing for the women's footy and you see the best talent they've got out there it's uh very real good and good luck to all the girls uh, well commiserations on the loss today we think it's a loss we're all still <laughs> trying to figure out what happened but uh, either way you've won the vwfl radio player of the day you've got the 30 dollar voucher to the pancake parlor and tickets for two to Etihad stadium on sunday yeah, morning thanks very much guys N no worries thanks at all it. thank you very much thank ladies you. and gentlemen that's natasha hardy the uh, captain and best player for sunbury winning our vwfl radio player of the day as we say it's not quite correct weight like it here in the racing but what we think we've heard is that Pasco Vale has won by a point allegedly 4-11-35 to 5-4-34 is the score that we have been given here at vwfl.com.au and what uh, certainly has been an extraordinary day here. Ash thought they were in front. Yeah, <laughs> she thought they were in front. Pasco Vale thought they were in front. Everyone looked, was and it we thought it was a draw? No, you love footy. Oh dear oh me, uh, but um, as we said, we've we've recorded all the commentary so we can listen <laughs> back at home and we can say, did we miss anything? Has Maybe, I'm just starting to think, Pete, you know I'm one for conspiracy theories and the listeners know that too. Um, maybe we influenced the scoreboard people by accident is it, that possible are we at it, fault maybe it, it, it could have been it could have been it's a shame that there's obviously no video camera here like there is at uh, vfl or the uh, development league or in some suburban games because i know i've seen in the past where some leagues have actually said right we're going back to the videotape and we're watching absolutely everything back and forward to find out what was what but as we said how the, how the umpires have told us if they've come off the ground they believe it was pasco vale by a point four eleven thirty five to summary five four thirty four Yes, correct weight yet to be confirmed. We'll have to go to the scales. <laughs> oh dear, oh me! It all happens, doesn't it? Here on and, and our Radio. first, our first best on ground from a losing side. It's not often for Natasha Hardy, and uh, she's looking forward to heading. As she said, heading to Etihad Stadium. She's got the tickets, but apparently the whole side's going to go down and and watch the AFL women's game. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic, and and uh, and, and I reckon if there's a crowd of say 25 plus at that game. I reckon you can safely say five to six are there for the women's game because I don't reckon the Bulldogs in Melbourne had pulled too many more than 20,000 at Eddie had on a Sunday. Because as we know, Pete, Melbourne fans do not like to go to the other side of town. Around <laughs> it's the a proven fact. Around the ground scores in the VWFL, look out at Peanut Farm. where one We actually thought about heading to the Peanut Farm today and I'm, I'm kind of glad we didn't. No offence to the St Kilda side. But at three-quarter time, St Kilda Sharks... 32-13-205 lead Bendigo 117. And it looks like Lloyd's uh, asking for more. Coach Lloyd Belcher, he's saying stick to this. He's uh, very animated three-quarter time discussion, pointing and giving direction. Saying but, uh, but Bendigo, more pain for Bendigo, but you know what I like to see, Pete? The 1-1. One, one. They are improving every week in terms of their scoring, and which a big, is good. Big win for Windenbal over uh, over Montmorency, and it's good to see on the Twitter they said scoreboard didn't show the game against Monty women's team, but it was a great effort. Good luck for the second half of the year to to Montmorency, and Montmorency back in kind said thanks for the game today and good luck. Don't think you'll need it for the rest of the season. A pleasure to watch such skill. Well, there you go. A bit but of love. A bit, bit of love in the VWFL. A bit of love between the sides. In fact, we even see the half-time score from the Sharks when they lead 145-6. to um, six. Uh, As we know, Derebin were leading 59-zip to zip over St Albans at half-time in that other Premier oh, no, League I think, game. Uh, I think the Blues might have got rolled, Pete. Uh, you reckon the Blues got rolled? Let's have a look at... Yeah, 100-92 they got rolled. By GWS. 
Uh, Q Mickey's Q Mickey, Mickey Bonehouse's <laughs> press conference. That's what everyone will be tuning in for. It's like he, he just oh. might explode. Uh, I'd, love, any, I'd love to heckle him. I'd love to be there. Has anyone ever spontaneously combusted during a uh, <laughs> during a press conference? Hold on to your hats. 25 minutes ago, three quarter time, the Northern Blues were leading Bendigo by three points. He is. Oh my goodness gracious me! I think they'll shut the joint down. And you know what? The funny here it is. Here it is. Final quarter, final quarter, Bendigo were leading at three points, and then the Blues got back in front again. So late, so halfway during the final quarter, the Blues were leading Bendigo by three points in the VFL. In fact, here we go. Four minutes ago, Bendigo leading by two points. <laughs> Bendigo <laughs> leading by two points against the Northern Blues. Whatever you do, if you're on Twitter, follow N Blues FC. That's N Blues FC. They're tweeting the scores from Bendigo. That's hilarious. Because this this could be absolutely extraordinary, as you said. Shut Ca- it down. Carlton were beaten by GWS, and at this stage. Bendigo Gold are beating the Blues by two points in the VFL. This could be the worst ever day on the field in the history of the Blues. Shut it down. That's that's incredible. Just that shut is it incredible. down. Incredible. Oh, that's, that's embarrassing. That's I'll, what it is. I'll, I'll be good on the Gold though. They've come a long way. The Gold. Speaking they, of uh, VFL and sides that have come from the bottom and that the, sort of, they are they, having a crack. They, they, they didn't win a game last year, Bendigo Gold, and they have not won a game up until this point. If they knock off the Blues, that'll be the most. And you know what the funny thing is. The former Carlton recruiting area was Bendigo. <laughs> Even a bit more talk, of a Talk about a better history behind well, that. Oz- Aussie Jones. Aussie Jones doing a fantastic job. And it just shows coaches at these levels can uh, can certainly have an impact on clubs and teams. And, and Aussie's obviously done a good job up there. They've had a few better results this year, Bendigo Gold, to it, be fair. They haven't received the same amount of absolute out-and-out shellackings that they've received last year. It's a shame that Mick Malthouse's press conference is probably on now because if Bendigo got up, they'd probably throw the question as well, saying, well, your second side, your Northern Blues, got beaten by the bottom team. How are you feeling? Uh, It'll be chucked in there. Oh, jeez. It'll be chucked in there. uh, It'll be be in there, Pete, and and Mickey will just say, what's that got to do with anything? He'll probably just crack the sets. He might walk out. He might walk out, Mick. He might just, of the press conference, not the club. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't Maybe think you'd, walk out, the, I don't think you'd walk out of the club. I Too think much just money. Quietly. Time to wrap things up here on VWFLradio.com. A reminder, of course, we're back 9.30am Sunday morning at Etihad Stadium. The ladder's not up to date. I was just trying to refresh that now to have a look at things. Oh, it's an interesting thing for percentage. Yeah, so it, ex- exactly, because Geelong are a mile in front, so is Seaford on percentage. But um, but this means Sunbury uh, will stay in fourth. Pasco Vale will remain in third, but quite a while behind Seaford and percentage. They play Seaford in two weeks' time. North Geelong remaining at the top of the tree. Don't don't forget, after 6pm tonight, if you go to vwfl.com.au, they update the scores and the ladders. You can see everything there. And that's when we can see if it was correct weight for our final score. We thought it was a tie. The Golan Pires met together and they said, no, it was the Panthers by point four eleven thirty-five to Sunbury 5-4-34. Mr Hill, thank you very much for your attendance here this afternoon on VWFL Radio. And we look forward to uh, you joining us at uh, Etihad Stadium. It's been, a pl- it's been a pleasure, mate. It's been good to blow out the cobwebs, come out all the way at the Rayburn Reserve, and it didn't get as cold as we thought it might. Still a fantastic afternoon, and what a fantastic game we saw. In the end, as you say, it was the Panthers winning by a point. We'll wait for correct weight during the week. We'll have to have a listen to the call. We might have to ring a few of the clubs. We might have to get involved. But, uh, look, fantastic, fantastic to be out here. Mate, you did a sensational job backing up after yesterday as well from the Division 3-4 clash. So... 
a big weekend for you. Indeed it was, and I'm looking forward to that game. Now, you, de now you deserve a beer. Yeah, Where are we indeed. Going? Uh, just find the nearest pub. <laughs> uh, I, I look forward to being at Eddie Hatch Stadium, 9.30am on Sunday morning, and we're back for our regular Sunday afternoon call in two weeks' time for Round 8. A tin alley again in Parkville for Melbourne Uni versus the St Kilda Sharks, who we're seeing are just uh, getting a bit of goal-kicking practice against Bendigo at this moment. Well, that'll be a beauty, I think, Pete. Uh, St Kilda absolutely and rearing and rearing uh, to go now. With your mate Lloyd. Yes, well, Lloyd, we'll probably get Lloyd on in the pregame, my mate Lloyd. Um, they they are ready and raring to go now, St Kilda. They they had a few falls earlier in the year, managed to get over VU St Albans, have a big blowout this week, then have the week off, and then run into to Melbourne Uni at Melbourne Uni. So it's a, a big few weeks coming up for the, the women's competition. You've been listening to VWFL.com.au with Peter Holden and Dan Hill. We'll be back on Sunday morning at 9.30am, but from now from Rayburn Reserve, it's goodbye.